a podcast called Strangest Fruit. Right, we're back. Strangest fruit. Um, one of the things, like the taglines we use for uh, for this podcast, is unusual alliances. Um, you know, mine and Deontay's is definitely an unusual alliance today. Um, our guest is another unusual alliance. Um, Ruben, welcome you to our show. Uh, you know, thanks for coming. I've seen some other things that you've done. Um, what makes this most unusual is we got. Um, a blood from Compton. I grew up in the nineties, um, you know, gang banging just right here in Sun Valley and the next over. And you were crash unit in the nineties. That's me. Yeah. Who would have thought, you know, who would have thought amazing stories. This is going to be a, a, a great conversation. Everybody hit the subscribe button. Definitely leave comments. Give your thoughts. What do you think about this? And, um, yeah. Welcome to the show. Well, like always, I'm, blessed to be in uh, this position where I'm able to share and uh, use my life to help other people. And that's, that's what uh, I'm about. So thanks for having me guys. Yeah. Yes, I mean, sir. the same exact thing that we're trying to do. So it's the whole people yeah. who don't know, they made a movie about you. Well, in the likeness of you. And that's how people can probably compare to everybody seeing training day and all that. And you can clear that up for people because I immediately asked the question. You asked the question. So that, that was based on sort of around the origin of things that were going on. So people, we, we, we're connecting the dots for people that don't know. But for the, the, the dudes that were in the streets, yeah, we, we know who. Uh, what well, yeah. he's trying to ask is, did you say, King Kong has nothing on me? <laughs> did you do that? No, that, ain't, no, that was I the didn't. line he used. I didn't, I didn't use that one. Yeah, I was, that was, I was like, like, oh, credit for that. That white moment was brought to you by Brian James. That was <laughs> yeah. not me. I don't trademark that. In terms of like accuracy, like what was really going on, there's a, a lot of the, a lot of people don't know, but uh, the unit that they based it on has to do with the field enforcement section, FES. And it's a narcotics unit. Right. And it's very accurate in a lot of the areas in the beginning of the, the movie, how he's picking people up, making them informants, the dope game, the hustle, the, the street stuff. It's a lot of it is real accurate because there was a unit that I worked, uh, not just myself, but other individuals that were recruited to that unit for like a six month period where you're working just that in that capacity, undercover, driving undercover vehicles, uh, squeezing informants, buying dope, grabbing them, making them, making them flip and getting more and more dope, more informants. And just like that. And, and your, 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 your fabric, you're, you're having to. When we talk about dope, how much dope have you ever touched at one time that you like jank uh, off somebody? A ton, a ton of weed. You know, I took a ton of weed. I took kilos of cocaine and, 75 keys. I took a lot of weed. And yeah, you say that many, like this. Yeah. Many cold. You know, I just I, I smacked I, somebody for 75 I, keys I take the other the day. I the keys and, I mean, accumulating all the keys I took, it was a lot of keys and, and I would just tell them, make money off each key. But so as, as a, a hustle. like as a Los Angeles police department, you did, you. Yeah, I did Officer, that. active officer. officer yeah. Active, you know, rogue rebellion against the department and everybody else. I, I was making money. I said, I'm going to make money. I don't care about this job no more. And I went hard and I started to, I, I've people. always identified the police or the sheriffs. I say 
the biggest gang in the United States is the law enforcement officer. I said, don't nobody got no keys to the city like the police. They, they, I mean, it's judicial immunity at its finest. Like, would you consider yourself maybe like a sacrificial lamb? Because there's not too many, like, uh, you know, you don't see like a lot of convictions and stuff like that. Like, did you at any point maybe feel like that? Because it was kind of like widespread, It right? was just me, me doing dirt and <clears throat> getting caught. And the thing about it is you're going to have some good cops on the field that are doing their job right. Yeah. Who really want to and haven't experienced certain things that haven't caused them to, like, lose control of their of the desire to be a cop, like I did. And then you got the guys in the department that are actually justifying their actions by thinking they're doing the, the good deed, even if they have to break the law to protect the, the, the good citizens out there. They're going to get dirty because you're dealing with the, the, the gangsters, the rapists. You're dealing with a lot of individuals that you're going to get dirty, but so not everybody's system, doing it. Yeah. It's a system, but it's like, it's like, a, like, like clicks. You have clicks and, and, and different, uh, you know, different backgrounds that <clears throat> there's the, the elite units in the department. Most of them are doing the, the dirt of the dirt, wor working against the vicious guys out there that are, you know, killing each other what's, or, or what's, innocent, in, innocent what is, people. What is considered an elite unit? Yeah. Like a crash unit, like okay. a, a Wait, what's undercover the most, unit. What's the most lethal and most pressing unit in the LAPD. Like when they when they go to town, it's it's, it's lights out. They like, want to give uh, well, it, it, SWAT. SWAT has the, the all they do is train every day, tactical training. Doesn't mean they're not untouched, but they still get taken out. They can still yeah, get killed. But yeah. but no, I'm you talking get about in, the most. I'm talking about the most like crooked, like that's well, down. And I dirty. think I'm gonna say crash, crash because, because they deal with that element. Like, what's the culture? Like, what was the like when you yeah, got in that? It, yeah, what's the day. culture? Is it like let's. Let's go f fuck these dudes up. Like, is it um, us against them? Like, does it? Are we in? We're at war with the streets. It was us against them. Okay, but you want to win because you're the bigger gang gang bang. You're the one that's using your position, assuming you're doing the right against the the evil that, that that's out there, right? So you want to be the better, the bigger, tougher guy. You want to be the smarter guy. You want to be the more more like a creative guy too, because you want you want to get the job done. You want to make sure they know that you're bigger than them. You're gonna you know crack their heads open, and you have the power to. You know, fabricate, put dope, put a dirty gun on him. If you're a three striker, I'm gonna put a gun on you, and you're going down for 25 for life. It's your gun. Or you, you work for me. We're gonna clean up these walls. Or I'm gonna put cases on all your, your your youngsters. I'm gonna put dope on all these guys. You know, whatever, with, whatever with happens, happens. Yeah, with, right here, with like, just that method right yeah, there. Yeah. How many dudes have you turned? Oh, we're talking informants. Yeah, Informant. I mean, with just that, with, with just that one yeah. tool of, of for the of most power, power, I always got, I was, I got, I always got my dude to turn. Every dude I got was gonna turn. How many? So you're, How? you're batting a thousand. I'm batting a thousand. Yeah. How many neighborhoods? Every neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Every neighborhood that I came in touch with, in contact with, that I got something on them. I'm gonna make that guy turn. I'm, I, I got to. What do you you find the weak spot, obviously, and just apply pressure there, or it's? I there's, mean, it's gonna be my the. It, it, there's different ways of tactical approach. Uh, you can put the dope on, you can scare him. Everybody's got a breaking point. If you got a tough guy that don't want to break, he might be the only one that won't flip, but he's the only dummy that's going to get some time. He's going to get busted for a lot of time because he, he got the, the the tough guy mentality, you know, that that guy. And yeah. we, I've, I've uh, you know, read or, you know, it's quote unquote read, but you come across these guys, well, inside, we call them the super snitches. Yeah. You got yeah, these super snitches that actually go out here and they can gun a dude down in the streets because they got they they didn't racked up that many points. Yeah, I done told on these many oh, high like power dudes. Oh, they yeah, can yeah. go no, they're they're active gang members and they're out there shooting dudes on the street. But they'll go and shoot a dude and be like, hey, this is such and such such and such. This happened right here. Whoop, 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 whoop. They come and clean it up. 
the captain before. I'm sure there were Neighbors. active gang members that were like to this day. Yeah, like, you, got, you got some. Yeah, political. I was telling them earlier. I think before you got here that we had an informant from 18. Maybe you were here 18th Streeter. And we're he, talking about what, like, uh, in what, the 90s. MacArthur Park area? MacArthur Park. Uh, it's like CXCS. Six and, and, six and, and uh, Alvarado, okay. Bonnie Bray, um, all those streets right there. Normally, yeah. all the streets where it was hot. It was it was popping every day in those those times. Drive-by shootings and dope. Dope in every corner. Three or four guys in each corner moving dope, collecting the money. It was just nonstop. And were, were you, like, a, were you a part of that, that, um, that chain right there? Like... I was um, probably trying to make it good to, to help. I was actually trying to help the citizens because I love my citizens with my informants too. Citizens were my informants for the, for the right reason because they give me a lot of info too and I took care of them. I took care of my citizens, the managers, apartment managers that were running their apartment. There was a lot of dope activity, gang activity. They'll, 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 back then, they'll page me and I'll call them and say, hey, what's going on? Well, this dude's moving dope right here. He's got guns. He's moving on with guns. The kids are out here scared. Help us. I'll, I'll go grab all those Dope dealers, gangsters, and, and book all of them on, on a multi tenorist clean house. And, and would you were you taking all the? Um, not that time. I was just booking. I was just booking everybody. I just felt good to be booking him because I felt you know what these people are actually they're happy. Because I grew up in the environment when I grew up in the neighborhood in uh, Florencia, there was dope dealers in front of my house all the time. I have ten brothers and sisters. Like uh, so we don't call cops growing up. You as a childhood. Okay. I grew up in Florencia neighborhood uh-huh. and and the boy heights, but more like Florencia neighborhood with all OGs. And not, nobody bothered me, but I, I played basketball then and sports. But um, I saw them selling the dope right in front of my house. My stepdad was an alcoholic, so he's out in the bar. My brother says, I have 10. I'm like the second oldest. Wow. I, I didn't want, you, you don't snitch, you just do your thing, but you, you, you see all that going on. Well, you can't call the cops and tell, hey, man, there's some dude out here. My kids are, my little brothers and sisters are out here. That's yeah, where you live. You just yeah. deal with it. And, and you know, you can't do that because you're going to have a problem with the family. Your family can get hurt. Right. So you just de- deal with it, tough it out. So when I was working the field, I was, you know what? I could help these people because I, I'm the guy that knows about this stuff. So when I would call me and cry and complain, I would just clean house for them. And then, yeah. then you, to me, it was like a good thing. With with a, uh, a law or a penal code like 186.22B, Criminal Street Terror Street Gang Act, is that considered a secret weapon throughout any type of Police, because you put that on, that's automatic 10 years. They started doing that. They started doing that, but they also started doing the conspiracy stuff yeah, in the operate, 90s. That was with the Operation Safe Streets Yeah, they started doing the conspiracies. They started yeah. catching conspiracy. They'll fabricate the injunctions through, and all that. Injunctions. Yeah, so they started was that, booking, that was a secret weapon bar? Yeah, that was a secret yeah. weapon. Echo Park, all these neighborhoods, they'll get hit with this with this new uh, the conspiracy stuff. So they could book like 10 of them guys on on one rifle, one, one yeah. called plot wow. to shoot somebody. And yeah. to us, we were like, man, we're cleaning the house. Because when we worked in Rampart, they were killing a lot of people left and right that were not involved in gangs. And with the yeah. more... I saw kids get killed, moms get killed. No, that, that, that time, that area, oh my So we like, hey, what's up? These big old dummies don't have good aim. They shoot innocent people. And then you, it comes down to you guys because you're the crash unit. You have an understanding of street life yeah. that really nobody else can understand because you understand the gangs. You're like, look, yeah, they're going to shoot at each other. There's nothing I can do about that. It's going to happen. In actuality, the police only come when a crime is committed. When you already shot not dead, to prevent it. or to stop the, or go after the driver that just shot the dude, he's bleeding out. You're already pursuing him, or you're doing an investigation. Because I did a, uh, a MS13. They have the Coronado Click and Leeward Click. When I was working MS13, um, Leeward Click came and killed the dude, the shot car from Coronado Click for the park. They were collecting the, the rent. There was a lot of money there. The Leeward Click guy. Caught the guy from Coronado Clean, killed him from his, his mother-in-law and wife and kids. I knew them both because I had just booked that dude from Leeward Creek on a, on, a, on a gun. 
But I, I used this fake ID because it was on a Saturday night. I, me and my partner wanted to just go out messing around. We weren't trying to do no, no work. So I booked him on a fake ID. I knew he was dirty, and he, he bailed out. The next week, he got killed by, the, by his own homeboy. Damn. So then his, my informant was the shooter's girlfriend. So wow. she called me and says, hey, Dang, he, he, she says, hey, uh, Leeward Click is coming around. I said, they're going to kill. Coronado Click is dead. And they're putting guns on us, Blackie, so-and-so from um, Leeward Click. So we're like, um, I'm like. So these are so, dudes talking to you. Yeah, my girl, the girlfriend. The girlfriend, the girlfriend from, the, from, the the shot, from the shooter. Yeah. Who did she, the murder. She, yeah. will, she, she will call me and tell me everything. And see, they're, they're driving by uh, from Leeward Click. They're driving by because uh, Coronado Click actually killed the Leeward Click shot caller for the park. So the guy that we, we, we got him, I go see the dead body in the hospital because the guy died. I go, yeah, I know him. And then uh, I know who the shooter is. And then my, my informant, the girlfriend of the shooter says, yeah, I was so-and-so. This is what's going on. <clears throat> so when they booked the, the shooter, he started saying he was in San Francisco. But I saw the murder in one day because my informant was his girlfriend. She told yeah. me everything about it. Damn. So he tried to say, I was in San Francisco with my girlfriend and his girlfriend, my informant. Dang. <laughs> and and they tried to, he tried to go to court on it. He, he lost he even tried to get me to help him when I got out. While I was in prison, he was the Innocence Project. They came to visit me and told me, hey, uh, we want to talk about this guy. I go, man, if he was innocent, I'd help him. But he's not. His girlfriend was my informant. Yeah. She gave me all wow. the ins and outs, but I can't help him. He's, he's guilty. Yeah. He did yeah. I could, so that stuff was, was happening. People don't know that they'll, they'll kill each other and they'll snitch on each other. Just like when I was working with the, my own dirt, uh, people from the different cartels, too, with competition. Hey, you got a guy like me and, and my partners. You want me to take down your competition? I'm gonna make the money. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. How how um how strong are the cartels in Los Angeles? Uh, before um, you know what they the the Sureños were still running stuff, but I think they're just trying to be a piece of partner up with each other, the Sureños and the and the cartel because money is business. So back then, I know they were really just getting involved with the Sureños. And they were also getting into more stuff, but they're also getting family members that were Sureños back in the 90s to get them to help move the stuff. And you have a juice cart or, or it's, it's all business, but they don't have, I mean, I can't say how much because I really don't know right now. Yeah. Back then, I think uh, the Sureños are still going to try to run it because they got the numbers out here. It's California. It's not Mexico. So it's not like they're going to have the numbers to, to go, at, go to war with the Sureños. They're going to say, hey, you want to move dope here? You got to pay us this much. And the, the prices they got the money, they're going to say, oh, sure. Here's our dope. You pay us this much. So business partners. Basically, that's how it's going to... Because I, I saw it in operation in the 90s. Some of the Sureños were dressing like paisas to disguise so they could fool the cops. They know everything. The police know yeah, everything. They were dressing they like know paisas. Everything. It's a trip. I'm listening, but like yeah. how, how plugged in. Like, like he, he said like... He, you're part of that whole ecosystem right, right there. Like, he, he's no, like, he's plugged into everything. Like, everything, everything. These are deep, like, internal politics. He, and my got, people, he got people planted everywhere. And my people were from right hand, from different people working, involved in everything. So I got the inside school from everybody. Yeah. I, I had the plug from everybody. But let me ask you this. Like, when you're in that, like, you know, I'm sure you got into, like, law enforcement with the best of intentions. To, I you began know. to, I wanted to be a good cop. But I wanted what did to you, do the right what, thing. Did you realize, you like, damn, I'm... I'm in it. Like this is this is. Well, heavy. I never it's... thought that was gonna happen to me because I thought I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do do a good job. I'll have some ambitions to be a good mentor, be a, eventually uh, build a program for kids in, in the youth centers as a how cop. You, that's how you started. That's how I started with my yeah. coaches. And 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 before that, I, I knew I wanted to be a cop. But I wanted to go to the Olympics in boxing first. So I said I'm gonna use my gold medal to 
build my platform, my status, so I could be like a mentor and then be a world champion and then be a cop. I thought in my head, I'm just hurry up and box, get, get, get a world championship still with so my brain happened? intact. I got, I got injured before the 1992 Olympics. I got broke my thumb. I got a ear throat infection. I got a fever and I was all jacked up. I couldn't fight the trials that was coming up to get to the box office. That, that ruined my, my opportunity. So I didn't want to be in the boxing politics of the pros because a lot of corruption involved. I seen it with my own boy, friends that I grew up with that were champions, gold medal winners. I saw how they got played, and I wasn't into all that stuff. So I said, I, I'm going to make <laughs> my own money. I said, I'm going to be a quick, cop. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, because I'll forget it. I'll forget it. Top three boxers. Who's your top three? Top three, right? I mean, I grew up liking uh, Chavez. He was always good. Salvador Sanchez, Alexis Arguello. I mean, I like Hearns. I like Sugar. I got a bunch. I, they all have something that I learned from each one of them. Okay. Uh, ha Hagler. I like Hagler. I liked all those guys. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. all good. But each one had something that I picked up on as I grew up as a, as a boxer. I studied them. Okay. Because I learned how to box uh, in different all styles, not just a, a boxer or a brawler. I learned how to I do, I, I learned how to do all the, all the styles because I knew every point is different. Yeah. I seen one style. That guy just had one style. I could mess him up with my, this yeah. style. That infamous, infamous uh, uh, Cuban southpaw. They get up in there and tear shit up. Them, them Which, Cubans, the Cubans, yeah, yeah the Cubans they southpaw. Are good. They, they they fight southpaw over over right. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. There was a, competition yeah. to our teams out here in the United States. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to fight somebody with that when you right handed and they left handed. You fight <laughs> when you're in boxing in this world. You fight every every opponent. You got to fight everybody. You got to be ready to yeah, fight everybody. Yeah. I fought the Russians. I fought every every team out there. Singapore, South Africa. Hardest hitter. Who's the hardest hitters? Like coming out of where? To a one on one competition. I don't remember because I, I maybe. Maybe I got, I, I never got dropped anything. I never got stunned in a fight, but I was more tactical when I fought like a Russian that could hit hard too. Yeah. So I used more, more, more tactics instead of just pop, 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 going in and toe to toe it. Yeah. I'm, oh, this guy is too hard for me. I'm not going to get them, <laughs> suck it out. I'm not going to get <laughs> yeah, dropped yeah. with this dude. I'm going to use tactics in this one, wisdom. Yeah. Right. Smart fighting. Right. Boxing. But, boxing. Yeah. So, so you couldn't get into the Olympics and you just. Injury, and I just said, I'm going to be a cop because I'm not going to be a pro. With all this dirty policies, I want that gold medal so I could run my own show. If you're a pro and you're, you're still good, I was good, and people knew that and, and had promoters, but I, I, I want to run my own program. Yeah, I your own platform. Yeah. With the La Jolla Simosi and I, I beat Rafael, I, I fought all those guys, I fought with all those guys. So I, I knew myself, I knew what I could handle, and I knew I could do, do good too and be a champion. But once I turned, turned to a, be a cop, I said, man, I like this job. It pays my bills, got a gun, carry a gun without getting in trouble. And uh, still do what I like to do, help people, you know. Mm -hmm. And but I started young. I started good, uh, South Central Patrol, and then I got recruited to the undercover unit. That's where everything went crazy for me. Went undercover mm. in the high school, Twenty One Drum Street. What was South Central Patrol? Just... He said he was going undercover in the high school. That's what I did. Okay. I, yeah, South Central Patrol. I heard some of the story. It was not bad. It was actually fun. I liked it because I, I, I grew up in South Central too. When I was a kid, I came from Mexico. My uncle went from from, a, from they were already gangsters from Watts. My, my uncle. They were when I came from Mexico. They were already gangbanging my uncles, and they were already brainwashing me into the, the tough guy mentality. Yeah. Not the gangster thought, but... The machismo. Machismo. Yeah, and they were already yeah, yeah. brainwashing me to that since I was a little kid. But uh, I knew... I, I, my family was... In, we integrated with the, with the blacks out there because my cousin and son were dating. Back, so we, we already knew that that was uh, people around us. You know, we got along with everybody. What, what were some of the, the, the most toughest gangs that you guys had to deal with out there? Like, you just was like, damn, I don't... An early, like, the patrols. The, the Pyro yeah. Pyro was pretty, pretty tough out there in South Central. Yeah. But uh, the, the Bonhams, they had a lot of killings back then. Back then, they were killing each other, too. The Bloods and Crips were ruthless. The Grape Street, 
I think it was. And he said ruthless. Like they were killing yeah. each other. I, I go to a radio car, three, three, three gangsters from a neighborhood. I forget it, what it was. It, was, it could have been Bloods or Crips, but they were all sprayed with the AK. They're all dead in the house because nobody drove by just sprayed all three of them. They're all dead. And that's, that's, when, that's when what AKs were in like. In the night, AK, there was AKs, yeah. street sweepers. Three, yeah, they got yeah. hit ugly. I, I had my first Tommy homicide. That, that was my first was? homicide, yeah. Oh, that was your, so my first damn, homicide. What's it like? What was yeah, it, walking what, what, in like? Yeah. Like, you Honestly, get that call? I grew up in that kind of environment, so it was normal yeah, to me. Yeah. I, I used to see that. Yeah. When I grew up, I, people getting shot in our, in our block, so it was kind of normal, like, to us. What's it like to, it's one thing to be shot at and get out the way. But as a cop, what is it to be shot at and shooting back at the person that's shooting at you? Like, what, what, it's, how, what does a, that a rush. take? I can uh, imagine. I've been in a few shootouts. Well, going back to my undercover unit, I got recruited to go undercover in the high schools as an 11th grader. He was going into the schools. Yeah, that's high what I school, just said. So he said 21 Jump Street. Like, how is that? Like, so they give me out of patrol fresh, so I'm not, I don't have the cop habits yet. Boom, they throw me into a specialized unit. It's undercover. I basically don't exist for the department right now. Did they uh, see something in you? Like my looks, I was young, maybe I don't know. They just they sent me to this unit and they start training me the, the talk, the walk, the slang, everything's what about What was your role? Were you like I, a, I was eleventh grader, just a just like a rebel, okay. not a gangster, just like a rebel, but okay. I like to dress little baggy pants, but like it was a different style of I wasn't gangster at all, but I was more like a rebel type okay. that, that I was using. So you you're like basically on deployment and I'm eleventh grader in is, high school. What is what what's your, your your mission? What's the objective? Go to school, pretend I'm a student, but don't fail the classes, stay, get DCs, this, do what I gotta do. But I gotta buy dope, find out who's selling dope. Is there any guns in the in the school? Who's bringing guns in? Who's moving dope? And buy dope, buy guns, whatever I could buy, buy. And, and just, what area was this? I was in Verdugo Hills at first and I went to Manual Arts. But Manual Arts, that's in a that's an ugly neighborhood 40s. 18th Street was running that school back then. Wow. Do uh, the teachers, principal, does nobody hate, knows. Nobody knows. The principal knows there's a cop in the school, but he don't know who it is because you don't know. They could throw a drop, <laughs> drop a dime on you and get yeah, you killed. Yeah, yeah. This is this is like peak dope era right here. Like, yeah, so I'm in I'm in Verdugo Hills. I start getting cool with the people in there and the youngsters. I'm starting to buy weed. Uh I think I bought weed, then coke, and then uh they introduced me to this kid who's uh got PCP. So they're getting bus from different school, from different cities yeah, to do yeah. hills. And there's a kid from South Central who says, I got some PCP. I go, well, how much you have? He goes, I'm gonna go home to, tonight and um, I'll let you know, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna page you and I'll let you know. So he paged me that night and he said I, I called him on the payphone. He's like, I got eighty dollars worth of PCP. I go, I got you, I'll buy it tomorrow. That was, I'm, I'm that buying was, dope. At the time, that was one of the most dangerous that drugs. That was crazy stuff. Yeah. PCP. I used to, yeah, I used to mess around a little bit, but I used to get literally eighty dollars for them little uh pullouts. Kenwood, the little pullout things. I remember the pullouts. And I yeah. would take it to the the, uh, the projects in Pacoima. You always get got like, him. like an 80 bottle. He's, he's confessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was, that's crazy. When you said $80, that kind yeah, of Yeah, that was like, $80 PCP. So, so I made the call. As soon as I hung up, I get a call from my ex, who's also undercover. And, and I thought she paged me. So I, I decided to call her on that payphone. So while I'm talking to her, uh, two older gangsters walk up on me. And one puts a gun to my stomach. That's when I got my first shootout. The second guy cornered me in, in on the by the on the phone, phone booth. I got my nine millimeter back here, my nine, like yeah, nine the, p.m. Is that the old school nine Beretta? Yeah, the nine, that, that nine, nine ass, millimeter. Yeah, yeah, nine millimeter Beretta. Yeah, Knock somebody down way across the field with that thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't like it. I mean, I shot the dude and hit him, but I I switched to the forty five after that. Cause I like the, the stopping power of forty five. Forty five with Kimber. Uh, Smith and Wesson. Oh yeah, Smith and Wesson. So you're at the phone booth. I'm at the They come up, put the gun. They come up, put the gun in my stomach. He says, "Give me a while, I'm gonna kill you." And me, I got distracted. I grew up in the neighborhood, so I'm like, hey, dude, I don't got a wallet. But uh, 
You want my money? Take my money. I'm trying to distract him because I'm yeah. thinking, man, this guy's going to find my gun and my, my badge. This guy's over here going through my pocket. So I'm against the wall. So I keep moving his hand. And while I'm holding the phone, I'm plotting. Okay, guys, you want my car? Take my car. Everything to try yeah, to get him away. As soon as you take this car, you finna pull out. And, and Yeah, so while I was trying to distract him, the guy wouldn't budge. But I had a fake little cheap silver ring on my finger. So he looks at it. The minute he did look at it to try to grab it, I backhand his, his boy and I grabbed the guy's gun. Boom. So we started fighting for his gun. I turned it on him. He falls to the ground. I fall with him. So I got the barrel pointed to his face and his friend starts kicking me. So I'm blocking kicks and I'm trying to pull the guy's gun from me. So, but this guy pulls the gun with both hands, stands up over me in the barrel, slow motion, everything's right there. The barrel, the bullet, and the, I can see everything that, that slow. So I grab the guy's kick, throw him over me, get up. I'm about to get up to, as I'm drawing, he shoots my right leg. I spin on him and he shoots my left leg. Mm. I'm, I'm, fi- I'm cussing. I'm saying, Mama, Mama, kill you. I just slow down, take a deep breath, and start chasing and hitting. Doom, doom, just hitting him, shooting his ass. And he kept running, but he... he and that's, that's something you taught in training. They're, they're trained to hit he's moving been a, targets. He's been a, an officer for six months at this point. Like Yeah, six months. But you, know already, they, you know what they say? They say the police, they're trained to hit moving targets. Like they, yep, yeah. if I'm going to tell you this. I don't want to give everybody too much credit because uh, some of them buckle in the prison. Some of them can't aim for nothing. <laughs> I don't care. They can get mad. They, that's true. Yeah. They, don't, no. they shoot for crap. They don't shoot. Yeah. I'm... Not gonna miss because I'm pissed. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, so you're yeah. hitting both legs. I got hit both legs. I'm shooting. You're chasing right. the dude. Yeah. See, that's 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 the that's the thing people don't be realizing. You don't know what the fuck you gonna run across when you try to go and rob somebody. Yeah. Like you, that's 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 the definition. Like, hey man, it's hunters out there. Yeah. There's it's some people hunters. That, it's, it's, it's people that get on you. And I'm not. I'm coming. I turn to get it on them. I turn the fight on yeah, them. I'm boy. sorry to say the word. They became bitches and and cowards. They start buckling, crying. I'm pop. pop. I'm saying I'm a. Yeah. You. I was in Christian back then. I was in say I was going to kill him. Yeah. And I shot him. Saying, Don't help me help the bear. Yeah, so what happened was <laughs> they got thrown in their car. The third guy was there. Threw him in, took him to the hospital. I ran back to the phone, and uh, I get on the phone. I call, draw, I call 911 because I'm on my own at that time, and I got my gun still with the, with, the, with the hammer pulled back, the smoke coming out of the barrel. I'm just thinking they're going to come back, so I'm, I'm ready for them. I call 911. I'm waiting for them to come back, and then the, the cops show up. The, the ambulance shows up. And then they, I'm like, hey, man, go fucking get these guys. I hit them. I hit them. I went that, they went that way. They were like, relax, man. We're, we're going to check you out. I said, mom, I don't need to be checked out. Let's go get these mother efforts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just fired up. I'm angry, but adrenaline's going through my yeah. body. And my fight mode kicked in. Because I've been a fighter since I was a kid. So that fight mode kicked in. I was, I was like mad. I'm like, man, mom, let's get these guys. Yeah. But they tore my clothes. They checked for the exit wounds. I had hit in both legs. Two different bullets. I got hit in the right spot. So, mm. so I got to say... Glory to God, because I got hit in the right, right spots. That's no close, femur, yeah. no bones, no nerves. Just doing two, two, two different bullet wounds. That's, that messed me up. hit me, but they messed me up up here because from that day on, it all changed for me. That's where everything changed for me as a cop. That was the moment? That was the moment. People don't understand okay. that that was the moment. It was, it was less play that, ball. Oh, yeah. Cowboys it, 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 and yeah, Indians. Break that down for us. Yeah. Tell, tell us how, what, so what played out So a lot of people don't talk about the head. mental health aspect of, of, of being in war. Or battle, even gang banging, even stabbing in prison in the streets, that breaks it. That brings you up here. You get some power tripping because you lose fear of, of death, of because you you like something happens to you. And you're in a constant state of alert. Of alertness. You're, you're in a constant state of fight or you, flight you, for like you want like more decades you want that at drug, a time. You want that drug. It's like it becomes a drug. That so you're you looking for the next shootout. You want another shootout. <laughs> so and, psychologically, and, what did that do to you? I was How did mad. That turn First of all, I was mad at myself because I'm very competitive. I'm very like. Tough on myself. I'm a perfectionist back then, so I'm like, man, this shouldn't have happened to me. I've got black belts in martial arts. Um, this, that's, I'm, I messed up. And I was, I'd been drinking a little bit with my buddy, so I blame myself. I, mean, I got caught off guard. I'm from the streets. 
So now I'm mad and thinking, how am I going to carry my gun next time? Where to? Boom. And I started coming up with different ideas. So in my head, I'm thinking all this other stuff. I went back to school undercover in, in the high school. By this time, I was carrying my gun in school. I didn't care. And I had the oh, you had your gun in the school. Yeah, I didn't care no more. So man, I don't care. I'm gonna get a shot again. F these guys. Right, do you have like a, a handler that's overseeing you? Yeah, like, I, I do. But I, I, yeah, but I won't listen to him. He he wanted. So you went rogue. Oh so yeah, what you happened? You already. So let me tell you what pissed me off more that I only went through uh, physical therapy. And then they never sent me for mental health therapy. They just say hey, you when you come back to work. And I thought oh, these guys just want me to so get you, the numbers, the arrest. Yeah, yeah. And you feel like for the most part, you feel like you were betrayed. Yeah, up there. I was up there. I, I That's was the common I person in any neighborhood. You get anybody, shot, you pick yeah. up a gun. Like so, what happened was the unit when I'm on the cover, my detective, my handler gets all the credit for my arrest. So they just have 50, 50 felonies arrest. He gets all the credit. I don't get no credit because I'm the undercover officer. So that that's true as well, right? So, so I was the, mad the because I knew they just kept out the numbers. So, I'm so them. the more arrests, no matter how they get them in, the more bookings you get, the higher rank you go. It's gonna look good on your package. Let's just say it's gonna look on your resume that you. Or hooking and booking, and uh, especially the undercovers of the, the felonies, it looks good on them. You got to get a certain percentage, you know, meet that quarter. They don't know. They're not really like that. It's just because there's some officers that don't even care. They just make arrests if it comes. Pro, they don't do pro police work. They just go radio calls. They don't even care, but they still get their job. They still get paid. As long as they do the real radio calls, it's people that go to the. If you're extreme. trying to promote and all that, you want to promote. Yeah, that's you, yeah, you, that, you, 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 you took on the route. You was the hop out boys. That's that was. Yeah, that was, He's like, yeah, I'm finna hop out and come get you. That was. So they pissed me off because I said these guys don't give a f about no, none of these uh, soldiers here. They just care about themselves. So then from that point, they sent me back to work instead of like, thinking about oh, let me, let's talk about this dude or talk to him about what's going on in his head. And see, I was brought up in a tough environment. Machismo is real. You don't talk about nothing. You just tough it out and man up and just do. Because I, I, I wasn't taught to say anything about, right. hey, I'm, I'm I'm going through like some stuff right here in my head. I'm thinking about yeah. this shooting. I'm mad still. You know, I'm, I'm going through a little bit of this. You don't talk about it. You just tough it out. So it goes both ways in every 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 neighborhood. Every guy that's in the, in the neighborhood, you don't talk to your homeless about nothing. You, you join the gang, that's you man up. Ooh. So now this yeah. particular. You do time, do time. That's your problem. You're getting a show. Oh, that's your life. You did it. That's what it's like. Same thing with the with the, the department. Hey, that's your job. That's what. That's so what this particular for. gang, you had a a, a a niche out for them, huh? Well, they, I don't even know. What, they weren't even from. Well, I didn't even know what neighborhood they were from. They oh, were like okay. just three dudes on parole, parolees robbing, shop shop. They were doing all kinds of stuff in mm -hmm. that area. So I got a medal, uh, like a medal of valor for that shootout. That's oh, it. the that department right? awards me a medal, and you know, is that where the uh, the chief pins it on you? They gave it to me. As, Who was the chief? I don't remember. Back then, it was a. Uh, Bernard Parks? It was Gates first. He left. And then I think it was uh, Willie Williams and then Parks. Oh, okay. Parks is the third. But during out. that time, I think Willie Williams was taking over at that time when I was already uh, in the undercover, after undercover. So which which one was the one? Oh, I'm trying to remember. During the, he was the one that really got LAPD, like put on the, you know, LAPD, everybody trained after LAPD SWAT. Yeah, that's everybody, true. That's everybody true. followed. LAPD had the most the first toughest and SWAT. the most money. Yeah. LAPD was given the most money, and everybody practiced off LAPD. And then sheriffs, everybody came to LAPD to, to learn because LAPD gets their hands on the first crazy stuff. It happens in LAPD, the city. Right. Uh, North Hollywood shootout. We didn't have AK and M16s. Yeah, we didn't be have my 45. Next question. How, we got that afterwards. They weren't prepared for that, huh? No, no one was ready for that. I remember that. Damn. They got hit, and yeah. I, I, I went to that. jackets that they uh, that they were shooting, or what? It was it was regular. Uh, They're full metal jackets. The 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 the, the, the robbers. Yeah. Hey, that's literally. I was there a mile actually. From where we're at right I now, showed too. up. I was working patrol. Me and my partner were, were practicing in the, in the range, and we heard the radio call. I said, shit, let's go. We load up. We drove to, to North Hollywood, 
We show up right when the guy kills himself. Mm. And I wanted I wanted to be in the shootout. Yeah. I was already like fired yeah. up. I wanted yeah, more action. How long after that after that first uh after you had your first shootout before you got what you finally wanted? You another got that shootout? Next shootout? Yeah. I think it was like four years or, or so or less. I got into another shootout with a guy with a shotgun and I shot him with a forty five this time, hit him six times, he ended up dying. They said every every shot was uh, fatal. So forty five just opens up like a claw with the black talents. Yeah. So Pretty much, um, one round one took him smooth out. But with the guns that, that are in the streets right now, you know, you got the AR-15s, you got the Dracos, and and, and these you got weapons kind of running, running around right now. It's it's compared to back then. If these guns that they have now were given to the guys back then, who actually were like, I would say it was more organized crime. Do organized you think it would have been? Do you think it would have been a, a, a much more of a problem for California or LA? Yeah, but you know what? The cops would have to go on strike to get better guns, or they'd have to not work. Because to to you, why am I gonna go to a gunfight with a pea shooter, with the dude who has a you know, barrel and he got all kinds of. You had guys that, that you had dudes that were I sixteen years old riding in brand new Mercedes Benz. Yeah, they were riding and they had guns and they shoot at cops too. Right. So things were happening, and to me, it's like I'm, I've already been in a shoot, few shootouts. I ain't going to be nobody's uh, target. Or that could be the target, but I'm not going to be no victim. They're going to pop the pop me right here. But I'm, I'm going to go with the fight. I was ready for the yeah, shootout. Yeah, I mean, you can tell you see it as like life or death. Like it's, Yeah, it's, you got to be ready. A lot of guys got killed in the department. Uh, Navidad got shot by a six-year-old because he dropped his guard. He went to a radio call, 7-Eleven. The kid stole a 12-pack. He goes to the, to the liquor store, 7-Eleven. The owner says, hey, this kid just took, the, took up down the alley with a 12-pack. His partner's driving. They, they pull up next to the kid. There's a car. There's a kid. They, they don't get out of the car. So the, the passenger is right here, and he's like, hey, name is your hands. The kid has a 12-pack, switches it over to his left hand, goes into his pocket, pulls out his gun, turns around, starts shooting the passenger, which is Navidad, who I, I actually was his training officer for a few days. I told him, don't be sloppy. And obviously, he didn't listen. And then the guy, Navidad, pulls out his gun, starts shooting back at the kid. The bullet goes through and kills Navidad. His partner finishes the kid up. A six-year-old kid, all because they dropped a guard. What, what, um, what was the most deadliest weapon at that time back then? Like, what was? You, you know, had the barrel. You had the the big drums on the, on the AKs. You had the Tommy guns. I mean, you have. I can't even think. So of just imagine. Heavy. You, you just had a lot of heavy, a dude, kid heavy hitters. With a Tommy gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A kid with hitters, a Tommy man. gun. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, well, he's talking about like the the murders and you know. Right. Um. There was a lot of stuff going on. Killings every day in Rampart Division. Yeah. Every year. Uh, just homicide. Not people that got shot and didn't die. You would have 140 a year or more in just eight miles square radius or more. And that was topping uh, South Central Newton Division, 77. They were topping it too. They were up there too in shootings every... And it's like station, uh, division after division next to each other. And you're talking about uh, maybe in in Rampart, 100, let's say 150 homicides one year. Next division, Newton, another 130. Homicides. We're not talking about people. So you, you, I mean, every day, you you become numb. You become super numb. You see a dead body, no big deal. You can it'll phase you no more. And you're mad. Man, that you got shot. I wish I would have been in a shootout with that dude. Because there's a gangbanger. He just uh tried to kill some other dude, and he they shot him. So you just your frame of mind is like that's war. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the politics of it of it all. Because I I look at when I see I don't I don't see law anymore. I really don't see like right. law. I see money. Right. When I look Business. at when I look at the judge, when I look at the DA, when I look at the cops, I look at numbers. So, you got the DA. Are the cops in the DA's pocket? The DA's in the judge's pocket? 
you give us him and it's really those swap outs. You give me him, I'll give you him. I'll bring you three of these dudes and this. Is it? Is are, are there really those type of things going I on? I think it's more like it's, it's not like, like like that, but I think there's probably there's got there's, there is someone in in that side with that side that might operate together like that, but not everybody. And I'm sure it just probably took time to build that trust and come. Hey, you know what? This dude, uh, I don't got the PC, but uh, you look the other way. I'm gonna fix this PC. And the the, the prosecutor said, no problem. I'm because I know they saw our reports coming in. They were like same, like uh, not the MO, but the same a pattern right. of of a dope arrest. They, so you they had the skeletons. So you had yeah, the skeletons so they, they, they could in the pretty blanks. much understand it. Like what, same what's dope like, arrest. Same what number. would be a pattern? Like uh, observation reach, arrest. Reached in, reached offenders the pocket, left pocket, pulled out. Yeah, like, or dropped it, and then we picked. And we saw we approached. We see a. a Something resembling rock cocaine, right. but you know, seen the defendant do it at this time. And the lighting, the, you gotta cover all your PC because they're gonna try to throw it out. Well, you, you, you. you remember the forge, the the the, the 115s? You like, man, me and yeah. the homie got the, we yeah. got the same. Everybody got the same 115. Yeah. You know, so that yeah. that's 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 that goes against. And they'll you drop know? it to a lower charge just because it's just the way it was coming, like a diamond dozen. They were coming to the courts just like that. How and, many documents have you fabricated? I fabricated a lot of documents to cover up for my informants, to cover for my my victims. It was like normal practice for me because I'm saying, man, you know what? These victims are getting jacked up every day. I'm book that dude on dope. I can't get him from the robberies, but f that, man. I'm not gonna let that guy think he's gonna so get away with it every day. One out of a hundred. We got one out of a hundred. How much of the department is doing this? Well, in in that era, I can't. In the era, I can't. They, I can only say speak for me and the group I was around. Yeah. Well, I group. The, 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 the gang group, the gang unit crash, pretty much, I'm going to say 90% of the guys were operating that way, or maybe 95%. Maybe and one out of 22 in the unit. But gang unit and crash the, is the most effective it's unit. It's the most that, effective and yeah. more feared, more ruthless, and to me, is the most toughest unit that exists because I mean, everybody you're knows doing with the crashes. worst of the you, worst. You're yeah. not working. <clears throat> All these other guys, like SWAT, <clears throat> um, uh, these Metro guys, they're mostly just going out there and doing like, after the something happened, they're out there trying to clean up or get a hostage. You guys are hunting but we're, dudes now. We're hunting the dudes out there that are running game, and we know everything about them. Did they know all about you too? Like when you were coming, did you? Did they know? Like not when all you were the coming? time. Not all the time. Like we was had, your name out there in the streets? Like the oh, you know who's who, and they're gonna respect you. They already know that hey, these dudes, this the solid ass dude, this soldier. Uh, when they saw us, boom, they're on their knees, hands up, and uh, and, and cross legs. They're already waiting for us, and they they ain't gonna they ain't gonna buck. And sometimes they ran, they know it was gonna get ugly for them. So, yeah. They took the lumps on the spot. And are for the you, most part. This is like around MacArthur Park. MacArthur area? Park, all that area. Um, around Alvarado. Yeah. Uh, from Sunset down to like Washington, Normandy, before downtown. That's the area we, we worked in Rampart. And then we had Diamond Street, Temple Street. You had all those crazy, all the neighborhoods out the Echo Park. It was, an, it Crazies, was and they were all, yeah. it, the crazy riders, easy riders. Uh, play with, they were all, everybody was at war though during that time. Yeah, it was like no, yeah. no stopping. Everybody was killing each yeah. other. Even the smallest gangs, like the orphans, was getting in shootings with the Rockwood. ATC and Rockwood were at war all the time, too. And they're next to each other. CLCS and uh, Rockwood were next to each other. They were killing each other every day. Then you got the other neighborhoods out here. Clicks, MS-13 clicks, King Street clicks were all over each other. So they were killing each other daily. Clicks. They were click. That click over here with 18th Street. Yeah. They were all clicks out there. It was there. like Lemp straight Lake. urban warfare. Yeah. Oh, every day. It's, it's, it's safe to say, because you can describe something that... that, that you actually, in your mind, it's safe to say, you're like a fucking superhero. Yeah, I'm, I'm immortal. 
I run this shit. Like basically, that's 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 what. It, and then you don't care. You don't. You know you could get killed, but but you're down for it. You your like, ego do just this. takes control. What's, your it, ego, yeah. what's it like in in a man's mind? You can probably describe what's it like in your mind to be like the hunt. It's a it's a rush because you know you're gonna you got a lot of tools that that work for you, and you know that you're gonna get it done. You're gonna get it done. You know you don't care who you because you think in your head. I don't care who he is, even for the end, man, I'm still going to get him. I'm still going to break him, break him off. Whatever, I'm going to do whatever I do to, to beat him. I don't care who he is. And, mm. and you, you want to make sure that that's, that's established because you're, you're, the, you're the bigger gangster. And that's, I mean, we were talking about the word power earlier. Like, power. Yeah. yeah. And it's power because power in your head saying, I got so many ways to get this dude because he's dirty anyways. Who's going to believe him? They're going to believe me. He's such an easy target. He's There's nothing easy wrong with robbing because, the dope, man. And, yeah. and, and you know what? He's he's got a rap sheet. He is dirty. He's active, actively doing stuff. They're not gonna care about him. They're gonna believe him. They're gonna believe me because I'm doing the, the, the vigilante police work. Because I got a clean house. I got to clean the streets, make them safer. Yeah. So you grab the, the three strike. You, you grab the shot caller who's got a rap sheet. Who knows what he's, what he's about? He knows what time it is. He knows he's the one that's out there. He, we know that he knows. So hey, what's up? You want work for me or what? You gonna flip? Damn. And the majority of the time, you got a, I got 20, 25 to life right here. Right. Boy. You gonna work for me or what? Yeah, and you said you're you're batting a thousand on yeah. flipping, hey. on making for the most part. If you didn't roll, I'm gonna get you, make you, make your homeboys think you're my informant. Like one time, a guy from Memphis trying to be hardcore. I go, yeah, I'm gonna show what's up. So I took him in, his, in the cop car, in the car. I, I got him off the car, took, kept the cover. I walked with him down the street with all his homeboys around. And I would point in the houses. That one. I just walked with him down the street, up and down, like he's working for me. Wow. Yeah, that's that's I the, put a mean old that's the perp walk right there. I made him that's look. So I, I, I didn't care. I said, you want to be tough guy? You're going to either get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deport you to El Salvador because they're whacking you guys when you guys drop off in the airport. So either one of the three you're going to do, work for me, get booked, or be sent to El Salvador. I got the yeah. INS waiting for me. Back in the 90s, he was at that on point. But um, let's talk about the money. Like, um, I... It, yeah, you done touch some chili. Yeah, like a lot of yeah. money. How did the money, like, um, how did you generated big sums of money, like, um, about like a hundred grand? Yeah, some uh, workers. Yeah. yeah. So how did uh how did the money come into play? How did the build up? Because I, man, that's a yeah, that's up a lot of dope, is it, is it a lot heroin of heroin or cocaine. Cocaine. I I I got kids of heroin too. I got I got a lot of weed. So the weed was a, the easy come, but I was a lot of it's just too much work because the weed stings and yeah, it dries yeah. up and. I had like a ton of weed sometimes. I'll leave some of it. I just gave some away. Back then, it was still going decent price. But if I got the expensive weed, I could sell it for five grand a key, uh, five grand a pound. So you were having to sell your own dope? I was having people move for me, okay. moving dope for me. I had a lot of different people moving dope for me. And I gave, um, gave them a, a percentage, even uh, neighborhoods, even from uh, different, different neighborhoods. I ain't snitch on nobody, but they're out there. They, they know who they are. Yeah. They're working for me. Yeah. I had a lot of different guys, and they work for me, and they were getting paid. It was business. I said, look, man, this is business. But in my head, I already know that some people could snitch on me, so I still had a, a list I of know, people I, I was going to end up having. You know, I thought I was going to have whack people, a lot of people. I can imagine the that. paranoia. And are you doing this during, like, work hours, or is it? Uh, I was off. I had gotten a surgery. While I was still working on the job, I was doing it. And then when I got my surgery, I was still doing it big. Because I still had keys to the police cars in the academy. So, so using the cars, the cop cars out from the academy. Do you academy, see, cars, do you see how car. he's covering the whole board? Are y'all yeah. paying it? Look, check out how he's playing the board. He's smarter than mother. Like I, I see how you. So, he got informants, right? I got informants. I got the big dogs. So I'm gonna take all y'all shit. I'm about to tax y'all. What you gonna do? Yeah. You wanna go to jail? 
I'm gonna pay you some money. You want to go home? Three keys. And I'm, a, I'm I'm paying you, so all y'all taking care of. But then I'm finna go set up shop with your workers for them to sell my shit. Then he go sell it to them. So now I got the dudes that's clean selling stuff without even telling. So every dude's dream is what? Have a cop on the payroll. And I wasn't nobody. Every, payroll, I was my own boss. I see, just tell you, I'm my own boss. It's a partnership. See, exactly. Like partnership. Yeah. That's yeah. what I tell like, yeah. everybody, know the one, everybody know the dudes that's up in jail that bring yeah. shit in. Yeah. yeah. Everybody want to have that one cop. Yeah. That it puts is, you in a position. Right. And I was on the flu side, so I didn't care. From that point, I was like, I'm going to go hard. And if I get into a shootout, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to go hard. So when you were dealing like with, say, like the uh, like a high level shot caller from like whatever neighborhood it is, um, what do they have to offer if they're if they're the top of the food they're chain? Gonna, is, it, is there somebody? Gonna, it's money. So they're gonna. Okay. I have free stuff. I got all this stuff. You don't got that stuff. I got it. You you want some of it, and you can cook it for me, work it for me, and, and make money out of my or free stuff. End your life right well, now. Well, I, I don't got nothing to tell you. I don't. I don't you're not nothing to me. Okay. I don't need you. Dang. You're gonna make money with me or uh-huh. nothing. I don't need yeah. you. I got another guy's more here. I got yeah, I got everywhere. this, this, and this, and you're going to do what I say, or you're going or, to ICE, you're going to whatever, you're going something, to prison. Yeah, or yeah. I'm, I won't, oh, sometimes I wouldn't even trust nobody that I need to be, he needs to be recommended by somebody I trusted that he could work for me or with me, like to sell my stuff. Right. And so, then those people that I trusted sometimes in the neighborhood that, that didn't tell on me, that didn't get busted, because I didn't snitch on nobody, and they, they're out and about, but I did lose a lot of my money because everybody that had it took off to Mexico. And just things happen. How Everybody's long was this run, though? How long was this running? That how one much, was for two years. How much did you accumulate, if you can... And, and during that time, I accumulated like five million or so. That, uh, that I lost it hands. all, yeah. What were you spending on? What I was wasn't. I was, I was being smarter by storing here. I, I built my... You know, basically, I restored, remodeled my house. I did a lot of stuff, but I was okay. also low-key hiding stuff, building, buying stuff, like uh, in Mexico, like certain things, like a rent, uh, uh, apartments. But I lost all that. Pizzerias, a liquor store. Trying to invest it to oh, laundry. Hey, hey. Is, is everybody in the crash unit? Are they flourishing too? No, they, none they of got them. Their own? None of them are doing things with me. I don't trust none of them guys. They're on their own. They're doing their own stuff. They're doing uh, baby stuff. Like some of them putting dope, doing their little rest. I don't know how, if any of them are doing deeper stuff like like I was, but I was just me with is, people outside my unit. Was there a bigger fish than you out there that you knew? Like, look, I know not to fuck with this cop right here. Like, it wasn't. No, a, oh, you, no. you were the top dog? I mean, because I was the one that was doing everything that nobody else was doing. There was just people talk about it, but I'm sure before me, maybe some guy did it for a moment, and got away with it, but then it got busted. I was going all out, and I was just I started. I like that fake, that drug, the adrenaline. I was enjoying it too yeah, much. Yeah, that's, that, that's the same thing. That was it Rafael was Ruiz? Stopped. Was he out there at that time? He was doing stuff before me, but he he stole three kilos from the evidence locker, and he was working crash, and then um, same he replaced you as it. You? He was in the same unit crash. A little ahead of you. But he was uh, in the same time. We are in the same time in the unit. When I got in, he was already in there. But he was already working with his, with his uh, different partner. And uh, his partner wasn't involved with that. But he had people rocking up the, the coke and selling it in the street. Somebody got busted. And they snitched on him. So they started an investigation on him. And when he got arrested, he went to trial. He got a hung jury. From the hung jury, right, right, right. he ended up, um, we think he's going to go to trial again and probably win. But he snitched on everybody. He opened that kind of one for, for crash. It was just crash. It's like, dude, this young man, take your lump like a man. But he didn't. He exposed everybody. Not to me in my head, I'm saying. <laughs> hold on. Yeah. That, and hold on. That, that's, that's coming from a cop, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. coming from a cop. Yeah. Paul, am I good? That's coming from a cop. See, yeah. even, even, even the cop said it. Yeah. If, you, if you got caught doing something, 
You got caught for it. Man up. Do your time. Don't go run and tell on everybody else. Take responsibility. Have you seen the recent study on on the salary of informants? They paid two hundred grand, two hundred thousand. They get a lot of money. No, they, they said they said paid. they said the average oh, is two hundred thousand or more. Two hundred or more. Two hundred. So, hundred grand. Yeah. That's, can you break this down? What what is provided to a CI? They get they get the money. They get the place. They get out. They get like of, an average street informant. They, yeah, no, they gotta be first. They gotta be uh, confirmed by different. Uh, they gotta give a few places first to get certified and so get it has paid. Like solid, a reliable solid, source. Yeah. Okay. And then you can sign them up as reliable informants, and they're gonna get paid. They're gonna get paid money. We had some in, in the FES. We had some. They're getting paid. Pay good money. So is is it true that they once they like how the debriefing process? We're checking pay stubs. <laughs> checking pay stubs. Once they like the debriefing process. And they go through that. You're basically told on everybody. Everybody. You have to break down and tell everything that you know, all the stuff, where to go and all this. And in turn, the state or whatever the agency is, the you, have to, you have to provide them with a new life. Because they have nowhere to go. A lot of people, protection program. They're going to do stuff for you. But say nobody knows you're an informant. You're just still out there. You're not, you're not exposed. So you're working and working and working. So you're an agent. You're out there. You're an agent. You're, you're working. Like field. You're working people. No, nobody knows that you're working. You look like a straight bison. You know the talk. You know the, the dress. And people trust you because you're also allowed to do certain things to make you look legit. What? The, what? That's the. That's yeah. a hell of an extent to go and like you. Who don't want to be that? Yeah, I mean, man, it, I don't. I don't just, want to be that. Yeah, you know I mean? but, but in their case, there's some people that would do it. No, like we just come. Yeah, well, I mean, we come from a circumstance where it's well, hard. We know to wrap, that. Yeah, right. wrap our mind around. But when you but got I'm, these dudes that I get. Yeah, I they, guess. They, yeah, they, they like two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, two hundred thousand. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'll tell them my own mama for two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I seen it happen even without that. There was people working for me that were telling on the people. Well, a cup of coffee and a cigarette. Because I was gonna give them like two, three keys, but they didn't care because they were. They got robbed. Like they didn't say they were moving dope for the for the for the people of Mexico, and they're moving dope. And somebody robbed them of a bunch of keys. Now they're pissed off because they got to pay the debt. They got to pay this debt. They paid it up the hard way. They lost their houses. They got now they're broke and they're pissed off because somebody else robbed them. So they're gonna call me and say, "Ruben, this other dude over here has a ton of weed. I hit him. I'll make sure it's legit." I said, "It better be legit. Or I'm gonna mess you up." So I hit the house, bunch of coal, a weed. I'm I'm giving three hundred pounds. I'm gonna keep the rest. He's gonna come up. Free. So this dude that that um, this 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 officer that got arrested. Oh Perez. Perez. He was the one that crashed everything. He exposed crash for what crash was involved involved. But LAPD has about eighteen crash units because there are eighteen divisions and they all have a crash unit. Okay. So everybody pretty much knows in the department that crash operates different, but they only have targeted rampart crash. To me, it's like y'all. It was you know what the department oh, okay. were about. Why, why are y'all all of a sudden going to talk about it, bring it up, and listen to Perez? Just Perez is dirtbag. He did what he did. That's on him. It's not. Come on, guys. So then when they started doing all this picking on people, I saw how the department started picking on. Um, to me, I looked at my partner like solid dudes. <laughs> the puppy. <laughs> solid dudes. Whose puppy is this? That's his puppy. That's your puppy. Got a, got a yeah, cane yeah, no. yeah. I didn't know there was a dog in here yeah. right now. He's, 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 you know we keep the puppies in the house. Oh, that's dope. He wants to go outside probably. Relax, little guy. <laughs> Keep it down. So, well, uh, welcome to the show. Like, so, the so then uh, when he did all that, I got mad because I'm thinking the departments, they're crazy. So then that's why I, I, I just turned more rogue. I said, well, you know what? F everybody. I'm not, I don't want to be a cop no more. I don't want them to be putting a camera while I'm de dealing with the gangsters or something because they're going to be watching this now. I said, ah, this job is boring for me. 
I need action. Probably been my second shootout, so it was like the adrenaline was in, in there, and I couldn't just sit still. So then I started. That's when I started doing all this stuff. So I called, called my friend. I said, "Hey, hook me with a with a with a collection." I knew he had hookups, so I said, "Hook me up with a job between you and I, because if anybody else knows, we're gonna have problems." I said, "It is between you and I, because this is real. I don't play games. I, I'm putting my job on the line. If I'm I'm down for this, you better watch my back too." So he gave me a, 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 my first job. I went and hit this house. Uh, came up on close to a million dollars cash and uh, fifteen keys of coke. A million cash. Yeah, a million cash and million 15 cash. keys? Is this like yeah. a gang? Nah, it was uh, people that was bringing dope in from, from Mexico, and they were storing it for these people. And um, we hit the house, boom, in, in, in uniform and everything, and it was free. And I took it. I, I played my workers, and I was like, Dang. I got addicted. It was, it was hooked. I can it imagine, free. yeah. I, like a painting. And I was moving, having people moving my coke. But I still had to be careful because anybody could snitch on me. So I had to still watch everybody and everything. So where is internal affairs and all this? Everybody's on internal involved. affairs. They're not involved. Nobody even, knows nothing. They, they don't even no come. Clue. They don't. They just. <laughs> they know nothing about what I was doing. You guys but. are still all the way under the radar. They're still. Yeah, they're looking at press stuff. They ain't looking at me. Oh, and I, I might know have helped not, you out. It like helped me out because I, I, I did it right during that time. So I said, they ain't gonna be looking at me. They're gonna be looking at all his stuff. I, I'm doing right under the noses at this time right now. I said, Damn. Hey, I was more like, I, I was a risk taker. Right. I went and stole the cop cars from the, the captain's off, uh, his the captain's car, the lieutenant's car. So, I, so I'd be like doing it and saying like, pop, pop, like I'm slapping him in the face. More like revenge. I was wow. mad. I was mad. That they the were afraid people. of you, huh? Because just let some like you pull up, do what you do. Like, man, they're like, man, this dude is. Like, yeah, he's, he's, they're probably like all familiar with him everywhere. So I, I got a question about. When a when a cop just goes rogue, so you can identify. Yeah, I can you, identify. What makes a officer like a person like Christopher Dorner just wig out and just essentially kill his brother? Because y'all have a brotherhood. Y'all took they, an oath. They claim a brotherhood. Yeah, they, I, don't, I don't believe in that. Stuff. You know, I don't think it's, it's true. It's he, a was, he was the, he was the officer like what like three years ago that shot. No, it was probably more than three it years. A little ago. longer, but he shot yeah, a, he, a captain's daughter and yeah, a cop. It was all over the news. I remember, yeah, yeah, he was mad. Well, I mean, from this is what I know. I, I know he wasn't. He was still. Uh, when you graduate from the academy, you got a whole year of probation to be evaluated to see if you're good at tactics, see if you're good at reporting, everything to do with what you learned in the academy to see if you could put into practice as a as a rookie cop, fresh out of the academy as a boot. So he was being. He was going through that process. He had like a few months into, and they deployed him to. I, I guess it was Iraq. They, they deployed him. He comes back, but he still had six months or so to go to finish probation. So he still hadn't finished probation. He couldn't say, I'm already operating, so I'm ready to call myself a full-fledged cop. Yeah. So when he came back, he was working with a female officer from what I from what I heard. And uh, they got into a situation where he wasn't down to back up his officers. His partner, which was a training officer, he left her hanging on her own, and he got written up for insubordination, some other stuff, which he took it to a board, and he lost the police board. No, It's not, it's not hard. It's really not... Hard to lose a board. It, it, you should most of the time try to win it or get some time off. If you if you're a little guilty, you might get some time off. Getting fired means he was. It must have been bad what he did. The board is like when you file like a grievance against like a write up or something. It's a cop, uh, a here. cop court uh, with your peers, like two captains and a civilian. Like We're going to judge, judge, mm -hmm. they're yeah. going to judge you and check out what you did. The disciplinary board that has to do with the police in, in in house. Okay. In house that could get you fired or get you some days off without pay. Or, or get you exonerated that you're not guilty of the crime. A citizen can make a complaint against you and say, hey, uh, he did this, he did that. Oh, let's, let's look into it. Let's investigate it. And then he's a, hey, they're saying this about you. We're yeah. going to have to, you're going to have to take some time off. 
Hell no, I'm taking to the trial. I'm taking to the, to well, the he board. He just got fired. He just got fired, meaning he must have been guilty uh, guilty of this situation. So anyway, when he got fired, um, he went out of control, mad, pissed off. And I mean, I'm sure everything is accumulated from other stuff because yeah, he wasn't fully a real, a full-fledged three, four, five, ten-year veteran to say the department burned me. I've been through, I've done so much for the department yeah, know, to do this to me. They say he complained about racism. Is racism in, in, the academy, in, the, in the LAPD, is it? I mean, it was before, from what I heard in the 70s and stuff. Uh, I'm sure there's got some people that skate through the cracks that had some some racism in them. I, I, but I'm, I'm I'm looking at all races, not just whites. I know there's blacks, Mexicans. Everybody has some type of racism in them. I've seen it in my own eyes, my own eyes. You see it in prison, too. Like biases like, and stuff. You see it. Yeah, you see yeah. it. That's right. my boy. That's my boy. You still segregate. The blacks hang out over here in the department sometimes. I like the units that everybody's involved. Every hook, everybody hangs out. Because I wasn't into that stuff. Right. But I even even in prison you see it. You see it in prison. Yeah. Yeah. So what what was your your downfall and what did they charge you with? How did how did they catch you? So uh I'm doing this for a few years already and I'm 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 on a good one, but I'm also getting tired of the people that work for me. You five million in. So I'm I'm pissed <laughs> off and I'm mad at everybody because I'm thinking these effing guys are coward lies and they back they work trying to backstab me. People that I hired and are working for me, so I'm looking at them Dang, working behind my back. And I'm getting more mad. I'm thinking either I'm gonna whack everybody or something gonna something has to happen right here. So um He said he's ready to go active shooter and at so, the worst so place. Two weeks before the, the one of my cousins was was working with a friend of his dealing with some so called Colombians in San Diego. They were meeting at a at a yacht, partying, showing him some coke. So my cousin and his friend got all enticed. In, in a romance. Were you heavy with the Colombians? No, I, I didn't get involved oh. with those guys. Just These guys were trying to get involved with them. They claimed to be Colombian guys, right? They thought they were getting some good hookup because my friend's cousin's brother or cousin did time with a guy in prison for five years, and he told me, hey, when I get out, I'm hooking up with my uncle, who's Colombian, could hook you up with some coke. I had nothing to do with that, so I didn't even know about it until until uh, two days before they were going to do the buy. Cause they, 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 uh, they, they, the one dude met me and said, hey, Ruben, I need about 100 grand. For what? I'm, I'm dealing with these Colombians. I'm gonna buy ten kilos of coke for them, from them. They're gonna give it to me real dirt cheap, the best coke. I'm, I got some bars already. I go, ah, keep me away from your bullshit. I don't want to do with your stuff. And I didn't really like the dude. I, I was thinking about wagging that dude anyways at that at, during that time too, because he was a, to me he was a dirtbag. So there was no part of you that wanted to jump in on that. that deal. No, yeah, but yeah. my cousin was involved. And then I heard that my cousin was gonna betray me. And I already had given my cousin a chance. So this dog, he dog. So now I'm mad you already. Like, you like, Damn. you so dog, mad. dog. So I'm like, oh, this bastard. I just looked out for him. And now he won't backstab me again. I said, you know what? I'm going to lend you the money. But get your cousin out of it. My cousin out of it. I'll, I'll go with, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to get you the money. Give my money and, and my interest. And um, I, that was it at that time. And then they don't, he goes, well, why don't you just go with me and meet the guy? I told him that, that you, you you train people in tactics and you collect debts. I said, no, nah, I don't want to go. But then because of my cousin and my pride, I said, you know what, F this dude. I'm going to go with you just to meet him and I'm going to leave. So they were going to buy 10 keys. So I go with them to San Diego to meet the guys. I met the, the so-called Colombian. I'm leaving. They start a, a transaction in the parking lot. And uh, it was a DEA sting operation against these dudes. Damn. I wow. didn't do nothing about Because I, I, me, I do surveillance. I do everything. But I thought these guys have their stuff. So I'm, I'm not going to do nothing. But it was, I dropped my guard at that time. Which is good, though. Because I got busted at the right time. Because I was on a good one. Is this Clinton era? Uh, was it? It's uh, 2001. Oh, no. No. Yeah, we're Bush. It. Bush. First, so, so, first, first, uh, it was Bush. First four years. Yeah. This is on some Behold the Pill Horse type stuff right here. So, War on Drugs. 
You down here Reagan. by the border. Yeah, yeah. yeah Reagan is born war on drugs. But they're bringing the coke in from in the eighties, man. Ain't no yeah, so. So you clarify. You were, in, you were you were in law enforcement. You see it. I, I see. I know it. The war on drugs, baloney. That All shit. baloney because the CIA was bringing in the coke, anyways. And they were they were the one that killed the car, the DA guy in Mexico, Kiki Camarena. They killed him. The CIA did it. That's then, a fact. And then with the with the whole crack era. Yeah, that was all them. That was re, just re, for clarity because we we went through this before with other people. Yeah, and I'm they, like, I'm like, there's dirty. you cannot. There's nobody in the ghetto that lives in these ghetto places, Watts, uh, South Central, that can have a lab, laboratory to formulate what it takes to make pure cocaine. Right. It has to be made scientifically or somewhere where they have they all the be chemicals. Taught by made. somebody that got some good stuff. Yeah, huh? that's money. Yeah, they gotta be taught by somebody that got good money and good good stuff. You know the shit that exactly. Yeah. So it, that was what was being pumped in. Yeah, people and then the crack came. It. Then the base came. Yeah. So yeah, you he, people I just live wanted, with their head in the sand. Though that's what a lot of people so not even in ignorance. So they they live in the, with their head in the sand. So today with the Fed and all epidemic, they all, I, I I mean of course. Right. Where did it start? The hospitals have it. They, they give it to patients. Yeah, pharma and all that. Pharma. So, you know, I get busted, and I'm mad. I'm pissed off. I thought I said, Did you I try to play up. it like yeah, I'm an officer? For the first second, I say, man, you guys are busting my room. Uh, you're blowing my cover. I'm undercover right here. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> no, I thought, you know, for it's sure. going to work. I think it's going to work for a minute, but then once I saw the guys that were there, the, my, my co-defendants, I said, man, these guys are probably snitching Did on me. Did they send the feds? They were they snitching the on me. They already were telling you. It was you. the DAs. Oh, but they, oh. But the, the feds got involved because that's the federal. DA. So DAs already feds, and then the, the feds got involved because they got a dirty cop. But already the same, the guy with me was another cousin, and three other guys, friends of theirs, uh, were already snitching on me the same day. So they already had all kinds of my stuff that I was doing. They, they had hey, to do with the, me. The feds, they, it's all pictures. It's yeah. all, they got you just doing everything <laughs> under the sun, just... Yeah, they, they didn't have had nothing all. on so me. Yo, you got hit with a residual, like they look looking yeah. at these dudes and caught they had you. Nothing to do with me. Yeah, wow. but it you, was a blessing in disguise. Though I was still, I was fat, I was mad. I was, but I'm, I was mad but hard. Like man, myself, I don't give a fuck. Let's do what you gotta do. Let's go. So I don't need to talk to you guys. And then uh, um, they took, they put me to a room, and they, I, I'm already hearing through the walls oh, a lot of stuff that's being said by these detectives that nobody knows but these guys. So I know they're snitching. Damn. And I'm hearing it, and I'm saying, dude. So in my head, I'm thinking, let me try to get these two gets out of here and see if they'll, they'll kick them loose. So I told the DA, well, get these dudes out of here. They, they're innocent. They're going to do with this. I tried to take the lumps, oh. try to get rid of these two dudes. My, one of my cousins and, and another guy was working for me who became the biggest rat in the case. Alvin Moon, he became the biggest rat. And uh, I said, they, they, they don't know nothing about this, man. They have nothing to do with it. Let, let them loose. They go, no, give us a, let us go search your house. I said, okay, I had so, it in my house. And then you know how to, he, he's a cop. I'm trying so to work knows, You know how to like beat the interrogation my system. Yeah. yeah. He know how to beat the interrogation. So they broke the number one rule. Shut the fuck up. And then I, <laughs> I shut the, and I was quiet. I said, dude, I don't need to hear from you. Give me my phone call. I need to talk to my attorney. You guys, I got nothing to tell you guys. Do but they know all these, your info, these two kids? Do they know your whole the one operation? One of my cousin. Yeah, they, they work for me. Your family? My cousin and, and his friend. And they, they worked for me. They already hit, we, we hit houses together. So they knew a lot okay, of stuff. Yeah, they, they know. They knew. So they already had me. They knew stuff that I didn't want nobody to know about. And what is it with the officer calls? Like my, I mean, I, I just see law and order, but like my FOP or something like when they want representation. Don't you have like a. 
Oh, the, from the from the department, the union rep. Yeah, no, this business is bigger than that, Jack. This is bigger. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to get my own attorney yeah. at this time. Yeah, you're yeah, you're, yeah, you're a firm At this point, clink, did you clink. know like I'm done? Like this, it's no, over. I, I didn't know. I I just thought I'm gonna take my lunch for whatever they're gonna give me with these ten keys. Cause I'm just ten keys. Give me my lumps. I don't care. Hey, ain't no, ain't no way you walk away from ten thought, keys. And I thought this. I thought this. They can't prove my other stuff. Cause these, these, I'll discredit all these guys in court. In my head, I'm thinking I'm gonna bust all their credibility with whatever they say about my other stuff. They don't have no evidence, no proof. And my other guys ain't gonna snitch. I'm thinking all this, right? So when they process me, they put me in the shoe, and they put these dudes in general population. So when so I'm you're in the county jail, I'm in the MCC San Diego, oh. the the federal building. So when what I'm year, there, what, what year? In 2001. Were the Ariano so, brothers there at that time? Yeah, they were already there. They were the there. Ariano's there, and oh, uh, right. the, the the right hand man was there too. They were, they would take, take him in the shoe with the lieutenant. I was going to the shoe shower, back in the cell. I was single cell for a while, and then about a couple months into it, I got a, a cellmate who's from um, X, well, cook for the Hell's Angels. Okay, and he's the one that preached the gospel to me. That's that what right? happened. He read he read me the Bible, and in my head I was already thinking about going out on a, on a shootout when I got out, and I had a lot of people in my list. I was like, Boom, 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 boom. What were the charges down. that you were at that time? I thought it was just 10 kilos of cocaine, conspiracy to possess cocaine to distribute. That's what they had at first. And, and I had guns on me, I had like three guns on me. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cop, I could have guns all day if I want to. Yeah. So you try to use that your, against me. Your cop career is over at this point for sure. At that point, yeah. But I hadn't been sentenced yet, so they, they couldn't fire me yet. Right. They had yeah, to yeah, wait yeah, till yeah. I'm in. So I'm still like legitimately, I'm still. No, I didn't get to get no bail because they, were, they thought I was going to kill these informants because they were already out on bail. Oh, Except my cousin, God. my cousin was not out on bail, but the other guys were out on bail. And in my head, I wasn't saved yet. I was still not a Christian, but I had a lot of thoughts in my head. Yeah, yeah. I could still make things happen from out there, and I still had a lot of, a lot of Jews. But in my head, I was like, I want to do it myself. I want to get the feeling of just ooh, messing these dudes up on my own because I, I want to do my own yeah, work. Yeah, avenging. Yeah, I like that stuff. I mean, this is me. Did they start tacking more charges on as time went? It was just that at that time, but they want me to flip on the cops. For my stuff, because they started, my attorney started telling, hey, they want to know about this stuff. What stuff? I don't know what they're talking about. So they're about. asking about all the, um, um, all the crash stuff, all the work and, and so everything. So they, they came with what, racketeering, extortion? They wanted to get a recall, on it, but they couldn't get it. But they got me for the conspiracy, and then they started trying to get me on the, they had all these people telling from, from four, it became five, six, seven, eight people, because they started grabbing more people, because these guys gave up names. And they keep coming to me in the feds. And my attorney was like, they want to talk about what? I'm going to do this. I don't know nothing. These guys are a bunch of BSers. Yeah. I'm just lying in the nine to the, to, all the way to the max. And for two years, I was lying in the nine. I was already saved. I started reading the Bible, but I was still pissed off. Like, I don't trust nobody. I'm still going to the trial. I'm going to trial. I'm going to trial. Yeah. And I kept it to myself. But then um, and two years into this thing, uh, I, 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 was, I played guilty. I, I knew, I felt the conviction of God that I was guilty. I said, I'm guilty toward God. I told them. I'm gonna be guilty, not because of you guys. All you guys are crooks, anyways. And, and the gangsters and, and the dope dealers are all criminals, too. There's no victims here. I said, I'm pretty guilty because I'm guilty towards God. And I pled guilty for two years into it. Mm. And then they gave me the 15 years on the, on the first indictment, and they set me up, sent me on the second indictment, kept me in the shoe five years in the county jail. What was uh, the first indictment? Was what? Uh, the 10 kilos and uh, the possession of 10 kilos. And the second indictment? Um, was conspiracy, uh, possessed cocaine to distribute. Uh, Abuse of power under color authority, uh, violence with guns, and all kinds of stuff. So they brought And in. you played guilty? I played guilty. And just and, like, by faith. I just asked for mercy. I like. No, I just played guilty by faith, but, but the judge didn't like me. But, but the crazy part about it, I had 20 people telling on me. So I told my attorney, I'm going to plead guilty. And then they said, well, I said, I'll tell on myself. I said, even though you got 20 people telling on me, I'm going to tell on me, but I'm not going to tell on nobody else. I'm going to put the puzzle together for you guys. Since you guys have all these snitches, liars, 
I said, because they made stuff up anyways, but I'm going to tell them me. And I did. And they told me, okay, I'm going to tell you the house I hit. I hit that house. So they started taking me out. I'm telling them me then. Let me do, do what I got to do for me then. And I told them myself, so when they were sentencing me, they wanted to give me 28 years on, on a, uh, they were going to give me 28 years, they told me. And I told them, why? Because they want to get you on a murder. So I had nothing to do with it. I go, you got to defend me because I have nothing to do with this. So I prayed and fasted for three days. I went to trial. I mean, I went to a sentencing on Monday. And the, the judge was talking crazy. The prosecutor and the FBI stood up and defended me. Not my attorney who paid all this money to. Because they say, man, the guy played guilty. The guy played guilty, took responsibility, and he did. He manned up. Did you get any support from the, from the police department? Nah, man. When he said, nobody showed up. Nah, you want to know some bastards? Yeah. Nah, liars. You know what? They, to me, that's why I say no brotherhood. Because when you have a brother got struggles, go, go through stuff, and yeah, he did what he did. So what? You don't know what he's going through. You still got to look out, see what he's doing, how he's going. So you got left alone, man. Yeah, I was alone. The crazy part well, me, me and God. <laughs> yeah. A stick out thing that he said that, that stood out to me. He said, um. My but, question is. Yeah, because he, it's going to come back to me. Um, like you came, you, you became convicted through faith and all that. Yeah. Now that you like reflect back on your life. um, You know, I did time in prison for a second degree murder. And I reflect back like on all the destruction that I've done. Like there's a sense of remorse despite the fact like I remember my, my district attorney in my trial at one point, he said, um, you know, the people, uh, when a crime happens in hell, you can't expect angels for witnesses. Right. And what he meant was like, you know, these are gang members and drug addicts and people that are testifying, but nonetheless, there are people that it's got on the wrong path. Like, yeah. is there, do you feel any sense of like, uh, is there remorse? Um, do you feel like, um, like you owe back? Like, I feel like I got to come back and give back for me personally in the community. How do you feel like in that? No, I don't feel nothing like that. I, I, I feel that I was guilty towards God, but at the same time, because in my state of mind back then, I was uh, in that numbness. I didn't care about nothing or no one anymore. Yeah. And um, truthfully, I actually liked what I was doing back then. I had a rush. It was fun. So I always tell people, you know what? I, I humble myself to God because I, 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 have, the, I have that conviction of, the, of me being guilty towards God and everything I've done is I see the wrong I did. I see so all the wrong I did. You 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 surrendered to a higher power. Yeah, I That's did. You're, 100%. You're, like, man, you're, like, you're like, if it wasn't for if you wasn't for you finding God, I wouldn't have changed. No I wouldn't have stopped. They wouldn't have no restraint. I would have been in prison still wild and crazy. And I would have if they wouldn't if they would have given me life in there, it would have been go rough or, get, or, or kill myself. I don't care. And what was your sentence? Uh, they gave me 18 years. My court of fame got 102 years for going to trial. Is he William is, Ferguson? He got 102 years and he dropped it to 87 years because he went to trial my case. So he's in there right now. He's in there right now in a in a in a, in a federal city in a, in a USP. When you said earlier that it was it was you like it's, Where, it's, it, penitentiary. In a, in Supermax. Penitentiary. Supermax. The yeah. Colorado one? No, he's in a in a Florence. I forget the name of the place, but he man, that guy's he was a solid soldier, man. He 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 was a marine. He was a he was a good to me. He was a solid cop, but then he 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 went through a lot of stuff with the department and no no excuses. But he took that path where he worked for me, and he went to the, he went to trial. But we were guilty. Yeah, I was guilty. He was guilty. And when you said earlier, I finally remembered it. It was um when they were talking about well when you were talking about that they're all you're like man you're all crooked you're all crooked yeah. So remember I was in the, in the shoe one time, and because I I got set up by some cops right. right now it's a cop sitting at home retired for the rest of his life that's only been working he was only working for seven months. Because he Man. fabricated paperwork. Wow. And I was looking at 53, 50-something 50 years after doing 17 years. 
Wow. You know, just imagine getting ready to go home with after the eighteenth year. Yeah. And they're like, some, nah, yeah. some jackass who wants a free free yeah, ride yeah. in life. And um I could see how that could piss anybody off. Yeah. Anybody, big time. And uh and I'm sitting and I asked the cop, I said, you know, according to cause you you saying if you're gonna be a cop, be thorough. Yeah. If we all gonna be thorough, be thorough. And I asked him, I said, if a cop lies on paperwork and his coworker know he lies and follows through with that paperwork. All the way up to the channels of the captain and the warden. All y'all just as guilty. guilty as me. They're guilty. They're all guilty. I agree. So don't try to play like you clean yeah. when you know damn well you done been involved in this. And what is that? They know it's a felony because I, it's an operation manual. I, I believe uh, This is what I believe now because I see things different. I believe that every every human being is accountable to, to, to a higher power, to God. And and if you think that whatever you're doing is not going to be overlooked and it's not going to come back and bite you, you're wrong. It's going to fight, bite you. Somewhere it's going to come get you no matter where you are because you're not untouchable. Any rank, any position, you're not untouchable. And I believe that um, those guys are doing that stuff. I know they ain't got no peace, but eventually they're going to have to give account. And that's why I believe in the, in the, the power of repentance, man. If you, if you do change your ways and stop doing crazy stuff and, uh, and do the right thing, yeah, you're, things are going to get better for you. I don't care. That's what the department's all jacked up right now. People think I mean, they're human beings working in the field. Yeah, I understand. But a lot of them still live and walk with that hurt, that anger, the bitterness. They ain't done anything about themselves. So they're blaming society. They're blaming the, 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 the people, the, the, the community. There's no build trust because an individual changes in the department. Uh, he can make a difference for the community. One cop changing, doing something right for the, for the community, it can benefit everybody. It but does. Because they're still I've walking in fear. Yeah. They don't respect. They still mess up because they're all scared. Because a lot of them are scared. They don't even know how to deal with people. I had to go to prison to learn a lot of stuff because I was, I grew up in the neighborhood. Yeah, huh? And I knew people, I knew gangsters. I knew my cousins are hardcore gangs. I got, my aunt lost three, three uh, sons to gang violence from 41st Street. They were neighborhoods. I have cousins from neighborhoods everywhere, uncles who've been killed in, in, in wars, in gang wars. They're dope dealers, gangsters in my family. I understood and know that stuff, but I knew I didn't want to be part of it. But at the same time, I, I believe that, um, there's a lot of people that, you know, don't understand the guy that's walking in those shoes. A cop it does not understand another guy that's walking in those shoes. So, it, but, uh, but another guy in, the, in his shoes that don't understand a cop either. So there's a, there's a lot of ignorance behind it too. Yeah, that's a But I had to go to prison yeah, to learn it deeper. I went to what prison to learn it deeper. What was that like? What was um, that like? What, what is prison like for a cop? In the beginning for me, I was already in my mind mindset to go... Go kill the first person that bothered me, and then whatever happened, I'm gonna go to the shoe, and I was gonna just. Cause you guys go on like what, like celebrity yards and stuff, like. No, you, not you don't go they with put like you, uh, the Ramirez brothers and all that. Oh, you no, not the feds. Oh, in the GP. feds. And I, no, I want to uh, go to GP. I said I'm gonna go to GP, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the shot caller. I thought my, I, I mean I knew in my head that I, I know how to talk to individuals, but at the same time I know how to do violence too. And I'm thinking if I kill the, the, the shot caller, put him in the shoe. I don't care. I'm 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 on a. My major suicide, suicide mission. mission. Yeah, I am. I am like, on a suicide mission. Like, I'm not. I'm not afraid to do and that. Then when and you go got for it. there, you found hey, out. What put you, you in to the shot caller like that? Yeah. Like <laughs> what put you in? Like, because I, I mean, I've been in dark places mentally. Like that seems like a. I mean, Bro, it's, it's, if you're a shot right, caller, so how did you get there? From everywhere. If you're the chief of police, I said you're still touchable. You don't respect me. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna kill you. I thought like that. I've been. I'm gonna get you. I've been studying this, right? I've been. I'm gonna get you. Been sitting there watching stuff and. So, the, the gang life is this. So, you get into the gang life. Gang life was already a negative thing. Yeah. Gang life was already negative. But, just like when you went to court, when they brought up the charges on you, 
They brought up the accountability. Your accountability is yeah. held higher than the average the person. Cop. You're supposed to be the perfect specimen He's of what society is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, you kind of can relate, like how because every gang member's been portrayed. Yeah. Yeah, but you get to yeah, but to be a cop and held to this status, you're the yeah. picture of perfection, the protector of this, everything around here, yeah, the land. Yeah. But for that to be betrayed and thrown at you, good turned against you. Yeah, that, 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 that. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's like I'm, a pastor going crazy. So now crazy. I'm in prison and I'm thinking like this. This is all, I'm, I'm going to do what I got to do in here. And in my head, I already know that I, I, I was, I knew people, but at the same time, I, I'm going to do what I got to do. Take care of me in there. So what what are the type of individuals that are around? Like describe the type well, of people. I, like, like the who's who. When I left who's. to shoot, when I left to shoot, I went to the general population. You had the people from Florencia, Logan, because I was in San Diego. You had a lot of neighborhoods in in the shoe right. I mean, in the general population, you had paisas. You didn't have a lot of border brothers back then because they were like already um, they were they were in, they were checked in. Um, but you had a lot of paisas. You had the the sureños. You had a, just the blacks, the whites in in in, in that little area in San Diego. So I show up out of the shoe for three months. I'm already reading the Bible. I'm thinking, man, I'm going to serve God. I don't care. I'm going to tell these dudes, hey, I'm, I'm right here. This is what I'm here for. So I got hit up the second day by the, by the, uh, the Sureños from Florencia. And uh, the crazy part is uh, he's telling me, hey, man, you got, you're a cop. You got to check in. I go, for what? I'm not. I'm a, I'm they, a criminal. He came to your door? He came to the, when I was watching like, TV in the TV room, he hit me with his two torpedoes. He said, hey, man, you got to check in. You're, 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 a, dirty, you're a dirty cop or you're a cop. Well, I'm not dirty. I'm not dirty. I'm a criminal. I'm like you guys. I said, what's the paperwork? And I said, I'm not going to shoot by myself. We got to go into that cell. All four of us, that's what we got to do. But I'm not going by myself. I lost my moment of peace at that time because I was trying to be good with God, right? That's I said, we just got to go. Yeah. Let's do it. But then the shot caller, his boss is, is my homeboy, my friend. I said, hey, you know Chief from Florencia? Well, that's my homeboy. I said, call him up and ask him about me. And you know, I think it all got got time, perfect timing to me because I was already I was already saved reading the Bible and, and I was trusting God. I said, look, I don't trust you yet. I, I'm learning to buy. I'm still gonna do do what I gotta do to make it here. I'm trying not to be violent, but if I gotta be violent, I'm gonna be violent. But I wanna trust that you're gonna have my back. There was a scripture in the Bible that I stand on. It says that God will put my enemies at peace with me. Mm. So I said, I'm gonna trust that that promise that you're gonna put my enemies at peace with me, because to them I'm their enemy. But I'm in here now, and because you you gotta hold me, not because. I'd say I'm scared because I need to get you get out of prison now because I, this is real. This is real. I'm, and God knows I'm not using you. I'm not using you to get me out of prison. I, I just I do want to get right with you. So when that happened, uh, the guy called a chief and they left me alone. As a matter of fact, that dude right now, he's my friend right now. We still talk. <laughs> wow. It's a trip because he got a hold of me not too long ago and we started rapping again. And he, man, dude, because I became solid with him. And then we started like, I started doing jujitsu Tuesday. I was, I was just jujitsu you know, Tuesday. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of these dudes. I was choking them out. Uh, they could tell you I was busting them all up, and uh, they liked the stuff, but they never. I was doing jujitsu for five years before I got to prison uh, with the Gracies. I was at school with the Gracies back in the okay. 96, 97, 98, okay. 99. To, I had my own school, so I taught boxing, kickboxing to the Gracies. Uh, the, the black belt come from Brazil, and I was learning jujitsu from them. So I was meshing everything in the 90s already. But then I got shoulder surgery because I was just into it too much and didn't stop tap. I wouldn't tap. And so um, when I'm in prison, I'm fresh, man. I'm fresh. I, I know all this crazy. I know weapons. I'm, uh, I want to do that. Some frustration. I, I, just, they go, they'll ask me questions. Hey, Wero, what would you do in the mop room if you were the big old terron? And I was like, what do you mean? Show me. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. When he said terron, he's a sureño, you know, duking out with, with a black guy. Yeah. So I'm like, 
show me, man. He put in the they small the cell. They, 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 they do the paid fights in there? Where they, like, set up fights? Not there. Not, not yet. Not there. Oh, you, but, you was finna get there, though. Yeah, but the guy showed, grabbed me. He tall. So he grabbed me, picked me up, and tried to bite my chest. I, I, I lock his neck like this tight to cramp his neck so he won't bite me. And I sweep my, like, grind my foot on his shin. And I do an armbar in the air. Wah, about to bust the elbow. And he taps. So that's what I'll do to that dude. Break his arm. <laughs> and then, that freaked him out because this guy was big and he never experienced something like that. Is this like... So it became more like... Ask him more very, questions. He's on the yard. This this Ask him more questions. Doing demonstrations. <laughs> yeah. I choked out a lot of dudes and, and chapped out some dudes sometimes because they were just challenging me. And I said, man, I don't, wanna, I don't play. I said, I don't, you don't know my head. I, I don't play. I like to hurt people, man. I'm trained to hurt people. So the one dude was trying to challenge me because he was arrested from Mexico. So I just ended up messing up in front of like, like uh, 40 inmates. And I had him on the ground, neck cranking him, suffocating, choking him so he could not breathe and, and stop breathing for a while. And the, my three guys pulled me off him. I already been Christian for like two years, but I, 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 I lost control because the evil came in. I still had evil. Inside. Where was this at? Did you do your time? MCC San Diego. All of this, you did your, all your time there? Two years in MCC San Diego. And then I got moved to San Bernardino County Jail shoot for five years. And then Arizona, two years. Herlong, two years. Mendota, two years. Texas. Oklahoma, Texas. Colorado, and I forget what little, little jails, Graham County, and then, then home. Colorado is, uh, that's, that's dangerous. The ADX yard, but the, I was already in the camp. I had dropped points. I went to the camp. The Colorado ADX? ADX camp, the camp, though. It has like four yards. It has a, the ADX underground. It has a penitentiary, and it has a medium, and then it has a camp. I Did was the camp Does the camp serve the underground? The yeah, ADX? they do. They do. They Did cook. you have contact with them? They won't all? let me because yeah, I had guns yeah. in my case. I had violence in my case. So they wouldn't let me go. And I didn't want to go because I already been locked down too long as I'm down there, get that. That's so like I, the Unabomber. Like, yeah, that's really all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll cook for them. They had a lot of war stories about those dudes down there. So a lot of them dudes were just losing them. the marbles down there. I mean, I can imagine. They'll do you some damn, pep, is it damn near what a mile pepper spray? They'll get a, they'll get piss, piss in the thing, you chili, grind it, and hold it for long, and boom, throw in the seal. It becomes pepper spray. Yeah, yeah. They do some crazy things. You mess people up. That sounds sound like the shoe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there, there, they had more like, like. Total isolation from just, they were deep down yeah, there. Yeah, it's bad. It was yeah. different, different from just the shoe. Because I've been in the shoes in different areas. And, I mean, you get used to that. You, it's more like chill. I, I chilled in the shoe because I, I prayed, I studied, relaxed. Breakfast in bed. I said, man, bring my breakfast in bed. You, you piss up the seals, you know, because I, I was like, man, you got to serve yeah, me right here. How did they react towards you knowing your background? They wouldn't bother me. They, 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 they knew I was uh, out of control. They wouldn't bother me. And it, you know, Even the yards, they showed up. I had a red flag on my case because... Of my violence because I was a, I was a tactical instructor for the department's tax and self defense, so they know I know a lot of that stuff. And some sort of like, leave me alone, man. I'm, I'm writing my Bible, mind my own business. Right. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay where I'm at and with right with God. And that is the coldest thing in the world. Walking with a smile is we get that, but when an officer knows that one of their officers is just going to the other side, like they get mad. Like you ever seen an officer get walked off the yard after getting booked? Oh, that's gotta for be bringing, bad for bringing shit in. Yeah, yeah. They be all the officers be mad. Like they done turned one of ours. Yeah, them motherfuckers. They like they hate it. They like you got one of ours. Like what? Did, what did they tell you to get you to be on their team? And it's, it's, it's yeah, a weird yeah. game that they play. Like yeah, they got a. I was in the shoe in uh, some new country with Turtle and his uh, his torpedo from the uh, Nazi lowrider. They had stabbed a. a Dude that forced the guy to give him a blowjob in jail, like a chomo dude in there, and they cut him. Well, they were both the two dudes that that uh, 
the shot call or the hit was there, and the, when I did the hit was there too because they, they were trying to testify against them. But they are being used to testify on the, on the CO that opened the door for them. They were, they oh, were being yeah. used to, op- to tell on the CO, be the CO that was w- opening the door for them because they ended up wanting to get out so of the, jail. So the CO did them, you know, how you say, a pato? <laughs> yeah. The CO did them a pato <laughs> yeah. and was like, I'm going to let y'all handle y'all business. Go in there and do your thing. Yeah, open the door they for They get booked for it. And they're like, look, I'm going to give up the... The but, CO. But then you got to understand how high that value is of that cop. Yeah, yeah. He's a big number. He's going to get them guys some time dropped on the case. That's and like, Turtle was looking at life already. He already been in prison all his life. Uh, the other shot caller, the other, the torpedo, I don't know how much time he's looking at, but I think at that point in time, they, whatever caused him to turn, I mean, they, they basically lost whatever they signed up for too at that moment. Yeah, because yeah. when you have a guy that signed up for this, lifelong commitment of gangbanging or a prison gangster, you sign up for that lifetime commitment when you decide you want to break away from that. I don't know what's going on in your head, but that's that was my bad for trusting you because that's how it works in the system, in the departments too. We trust the wrong people because if I'm thinking you're, you're solid like me. I'm probably the only solid one and everybody has a bunch of coward snitches. And, and so why did I even sign up with these guys? I should just did, did me because that's what, that's what happened in a lot, happens to a lot of people. In the cases, as, as gangsters... I had gangsters flipping on each other left and right when I was a gang cop. So to me, it's like, there's no loyalty, man. You have you ever had a testify in court against a gang member? Yeah, I did. When, I, when I, I had my informant from 18th Street make a phone call for me, order up some more dope, I booked this dude, so I had a cover for my informant. I told my informant, I'm going to cover up for you, but stay out of the area because I don't, nothing, nothing happened to you, and make sure you don't hide from me. Yeah. The dude don't listen. He gets shot up eight times. He rolled in his bike in the neighborhood and they shoot him up eight times and it was his own homeboys because they, they figured out that it was him that told. But eventually yeah. I had to go testify on the dude to make it like he wasn't my informant. Uh, I got a good bus because I'm a good dirty, I'm a good cop. Just got a good lucky bus. I is, ran into it. Is it true when they say that the cop's ultimate thing at the end of the day, the number one rule is protect the snitch? Not everybody has snitches, but when you have a snitch, you want to protect your snitch. Yeah, because he's putting in work for you. He's getting you some good stuff. That's for the, yeah, he's getting you good it's, rest. It's like, it's like, it's Guns, like, dope. For some reason and, in my head. He's they, getting all that for you. They sound like prostitutes, and the cop is the pimp. Yeah, pretty much. That, that, but, I mean, but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I'll put him on you, man. Get out there and get on that blade and bring me back that, that, that yeah. But the dude might be able to work, too, like but like a hooker's working a booty, right? But the, the dude is probably still able to work the streets and double dip. Wow. And if you, you protect him like that, well, who don't want that, that? He wants, he's double dipping. Like me, my guy's working for me from the different areas. I gave him the dope, go move it, but I'm going to give you free dope for you. And he's going to give me work to put down another guy over there. He want, he, hey, that guy has a ton of weed or he got 500 pounds of weed. Hit him. I'm going to hit him, give you a couple pounds for you. Thank you for your service. And I'm going to keep the rest for me. Free money, free money for both of us. We don't care about what happens to that guy. That's his problem. He got to pay that debt to somebody. Whoever he owes it to, that's not my problem. That's his problem. That's the game. I said, you're in this, you signed up for this stuff. This guy got robbed one day, so now he's pissed off. He got robbed of all his dope one day. He had to pay his debt to the cartels. He's pissed off. So he's like, man, I don't care no more. F everybody. So, hey, Ruben, what's up? Hook me up. Give me that call. Boom, just we're that, Just that fast. It's like just, that. It's just and they back that fast. So people think, oh, my homeboy saw it. Stop believing that lie. Yeah, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you're on your own. And if you do, your homeboy's do a drive-by and they book you and you weren't involved you weren't there but your neighborhood now you're guilty you're going to do the time they're not going to say oh no it was me let them out of prison they're not going to do it for you they're going to let you stay in prison even though you didn't do the shooting 
I seen it happen. I was in prison. Man, we guys we, just, we no just won. Innocent people, man. man. I know what guys are innocent. After you were convicted, did they, did they double back on those cases Nobody. At all? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, Everybody I got, honestly, they were guilty, guilty, but I just did it in a way that, like, for example, I'm not justifying nothing, but let's just say my informants are citizens and apartment managers who I don't want them to get killed. And they're watching, obviously, for me, they give me everything, and I already know the ins and outs of the operation. They're department managers? Apartment managers oh, from, from yeah, apartments. Like regular oh. citizens. Regular like, citizens yeah. who are fearful, but they could trust me. They know I'm going to take care of business for them. They're going to say, look, this is what's going on over here. This is what's happening. And then I do a surveillance myself, and I see it from my own eyes. I say, yeah, he's true. And I'll go grab the dude, put the dope on him that he has right there, because it's still his dope. But I'm going to say I found it in his pocket after I did surveillance on him. But I'm not going to bring my informant at all. Because I'm gonna protect them, because they're they're right. so I'm still gonna book and clean house. I did a surveillance for for 30 minutes. I saw the operation myself, and I just book everybody. Say, hey, I found the dope here. Yeah. This is my witness. And like building the or case. Or I'm working it's a unit like training it. day, and I'm undercover like that because that's like yeah. the movie. The movie training day. I was in that unit, and I'm working, and all of a sudden, um, I'm supposed to go buy dope on the block where the MS-13 are selling the dope, but they're gonna recognize me. Cause I'm a gang cop in the same uh, area. I'm not a formal I'm surveillance them for a while. And then I'm going to tell my, my black and whites, hey, hit these dudes on the corner right now, the six of them, I got them all, I bought dope on, off all of them. And I didn't buy dope, I just saw them selling dope every day to a bunch of dudes for a whole hour. Wow. So I fabricate, and they don't know because I got dope, they got dope, they don't know they sold to me because they could sell, they sell to so many people in the corner. I'm on the roof watching them. So I make, uh, I get a radio call, <laughs> book all hey, the radio, I take the whole apartment. back in the car like, damn, I did sell to that dude. Man, so I show up. Uh, 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 damn, what? The substations. Yeah, like substations. how he said he has people that own apartment buildings. Yeah. Remember we was just at the store and I was like, man, I wonder where we sitting outside. I'm like, man, where is these police at? Mm-hmm. We see the car, but we don't see no police. Oh, yeah, we saw that earlier. Like, yeah. I told him, like, man, you got certain liquor stores where the police go chill in the back. It's a substation. Or even even apartment, man. They'll let me in the apartment. I'm just chilling with them through the windows, watching the operations through their apartments. I'll sneak in and, and I put on a Pendleton, sneak in to open the door for me. And I, I, even if I was in uniform or not or undercover, they'll sneak me in. They'll give me keys to the vacant apartments. Mm. They, they were looking out. <laughs> hey, so going back to prison, like, what do you think is your biggest um, lesson or takeaway or um, like as far as who you are today? So the truth about it is, thank God, I needed prison, man. Mm. I was not going to stop. I needed to go to prison because either that I'm, I was going to go on, on a shootout. I was going to kill a lot of people until they kill me. And who knows? Maybe I'll get a shot for it and not, not be able to pull the trigger. I don't know. Only God knows. But, but I got arrested on time. So that was on a good one. I needed to go to prison so then, so then I could have time to chill and, and let God get a hold of me. Because I wasn't going to stop. And nothing was going to stop me. Not prison. Not people. Because uh, I, I was like in a place where death was not matter to me. It didn't matter about getting killed. It didn't matter who I killed. It didn't matter who you were. If I killed you, I killed you. If you were the, the biggest guy in the world i was still if i want to get to get you into it because i'm on a suicide mission that means i don't care if i die Man. i don't care if i die, if i want to take many people with me why not take the big fish in my head i was thinking like that in the car some of the guys in the, would tell me hey, Wero, you you have a good uh, 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 the way you dress the way you look we could send you to mexico and give you money this and that you could hit people out there big dudes and bah, take them out and you get big money for that because the way you, you operate you're still trying to, dudes are trying to recruit you back huh? then back then oh, in prison too, when I was doing in certain prison, some of the dude would hit me up because I'm I'm done with that stuff. I'm isn't like, that I'm how like, God. the uh, the, the Zethas? Isn't that how a lot of them were recruited? Because they yeah, were yeah, they were. Some of them were, some of them were different different stuff. Yeah. 
And I'm in the head that I'm, I'm a boss, so I'm nothing. Because I killed the boss better, so I could be the boss. In my head, I think like Damn, that before. Damn, he's just... And then when I went to prison, and then I I started reading the Bible, and I started thinking, true, man, God is big. He's real. I'm going to tap out right here because I'd rather be right with him. Who cares about the individual? I'm not afraid of nobody else. I'm I'm, I'm a God-fearing man. When I got an encounter from God, I felt the power of God. And from that moment on, I said, I want to serve you. I'll serve you right here. But show me who you really are. Show me the real you, the real God of the Bible, and I'm going to serve you. And I started experiencing a lot of stuff that I, I... I never thought in my life existed. When I got on the yards, I started experiencing miracles too. I started seeing some, some powerful things happen in my life. Every yard I hit, I was able to establish myself through Bible studies. I mean, a lot of stuff in every prison I hit. I started building up my own little Bible studies every prison as an ex-cop. I was straight up with the shot callers. I'll tell you, I'm an ex-cop and this is why I'm here. But I'm, I'm here to do my thing, my time, my program. I'm a Christian now. And not because I'm, I'm hiding behind the Bible. Man. I'm real. Oh, we, we, we've seen some dudes. A lot of people know, hide like, behind the Bible, and I know so that. So every yard you went to, you did your check-in. I had to do that. This yep. is who I am. This With is the bicep background. shot color, yeah, and then yeah, after yeah. that, uh, I told the Surinians too, because I, I was in some yards that the Surinians wanted me to play softball on the team, but they knew who I was. It was a Surinian team in one yard. They wanted me to pitch for them, because I said, I, I was man, I play softball every day out there to kill time. And um, come on, widow, pitch for pitch for Like, no, I got a team already. But that, to me, in my head, I was laughing. I said, man, I'm the next Rampart crash, dude. And I'm going to be run, playing softball with a Sureño team. Yeah. That's going to get them in trouble. In my head, that's what I was thinking. I said, man, they're going to get them in trouble. They, they're not probably carrying that time, but they might want to use it as a boast too in their head, right? But I said, I'm not going to do that to them. I wouldn't play in their team. So you, you, you put up your respectful boundaries. Yeah, right? I did. Certain things that you just will have to sacrifice you're just not going to do for the better. Yeah, but there was so. times I want to hurt somebody in the two. And it, could have, sure. it was the yeah. Sureño or somebody else. And I had to pray a lot because in, in me, I wanted us to do some bad stuff to somebody in there that would trigger me. And I'm like... I'm Why? Like, taking like shots at you? No, like, no. Probably talking behind my back about my past or what I did. I okay. said, so mind your own business. I don't like people in my business. I, yeah, I know what I did, but so, be, your own, be, be in your own business. Because I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't like all that stuff. So I'm, I'm losing control and I'm getting pissed. I said, who's this guy think he is talking about me? Who's, you know, I'm, I'm already going to my gangster mentality. Like, who does this guy think he is? I'm going to go get him. And in my head, I'm saying, okay, help me out because I'm thinking about hurting this dude because he could talk behind my back and now I got to watch my back or, or start getting ready to do something to somebody because of this big dummy or, or lying stuff, you know? So I struggle with that in there still. And, and, and then the shot caller from the Paisa will talk to me, say, don't sweat it, we, we got your back. We'll take care of this dude or whatever. And I, and I didn't want to, I didn't want it to happen, but at the same time, I want to do something. Yeah, yeah. Because I was struggling in my own Yeah, yeah, don't in my own person. I'll do it for you. <laughs> I don't need help. <laughs> and I'm like, a little bit. Yeah, and I'm like, man, look, man. Uh, that, to me, I, I, people need to mind their own business. This is my, I'm my own man. I did what but I did for you. But you eventually figured out that prison. I figured out prison how it really is. everybody's business. Yeah. yeah. And I figured that out. Everybody knows I sure did. Always hell. somebody and, watching. And you be talking to your neighbor. Somebody going to be in that vent listening to your Everybody. Yeah. You figure that yeah. out. And you realize that, man, this is worse than... Then the commodities in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's bored. Everybody's just trying to run up. Everybody, they want to be whatever they want to be. Even if they ain't nothing, they want to make stuff up. What was your day-to-day like in prison? Like, how did you do your time? Well, the shoe was, uh, you know, how the shoe yeah, program yeah. is. That was one thing. But 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 uh, the yard, I got to get my exercise in, my prayer, my reading. And then do my exercise, go play sports. If I played either handball, softball, basketball, uh, workout, get a little crew of guys to I could work out with. And do my my Bible studies and uh, you know where did the dogs cook, come in? That was in, in uh, Florence, Colorado, the 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 prison over there. They uh. brought like fourteen dogs into the prison. When you were there? 
Yeah, when they, when I was there, so oh, they were assigned to people. I didn't want a primary dog, but one of, one of my buddies who was an ex-cop from Texas, he was a canine unit in Texas, so he got a dog assigned to him, and and I became like his, we became real good buddies. So we were training the dog team. I started learning how to train dogs. I like I like that because they become real solid and and, and loyal. What's the name of the program in there? I don't remember the program. That's how that's how um, I met him in prison. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was a good program. Through a dog though. training program. And then the program they take the dogs for service afterwards. Yeah, which is cool. Oh wow. Yeah, and then we got to do the you beating make you feel stuff. Human again, huh? Yeah, it felt good. Yeah. But I also say, well, I don't want really a dog because I'm gonna get attached. I'm gonna want to keep it. In my head, I'm thinking, I'm gonna keep but this. But it also, it when you become a trainer, that's one of the abilities that a lot of people don't have when they become, yeah. you know, outside of the training is that you have the ability to let go. Yeah, all that. For you the better, man. So you... You know how to not get attached to a lot of stuff, too. Come here. Let's see the dog back. Come here, dog back. How long you had this guy? I put about a few days on him. He bought him. Hey, look at him. Outside, fake. So basically, I learned a long time in prison to detach myself from everything. From the streets, from the world, and for stuff in there so they can't control me. So the system can't get me when they're all... You can't use the phone anymore. So what? All right, later. Oh, you get so what? I'm doing my time anyway. My time's still counting. Uh, you can't get your little radio. Okay, I don't care. Oh, you can so what? You don't scare. You're not gonna phase me. You're not gonna bring me. This really temporary good. for me. I looked at it as temporary. I'm doing my time. Eventually, I'm gonna go home. So don't get attached to to stuff in there or out yeah. here. Like your family's doing parties. That's them. You're in here. Do your time. And you learn that stuff. You have to, or yeah. or else everything will be messing with you. So For I, sure. I was still solid in one way, but trying to be nice the godly way, you know, like, yeah. I don't want to be tough anymore, the hard, the wrong way, where everything's violence, but I want to be tough in a solid way where I'm, I don't call my family, oh, please do this, I, I stepped in, I don't, I, everything's good. Because I don't want to burden. visits and stuff like that? I get visits, I don't want to burden my family, because it was yeah, me, yeah, I yeah. did my time, I did my crime, I said, this is what I did to myself, so don't. I don't make you guys feel guilty. You guys owe me something. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, because to me, it's like, hey, this is what I did to myself. I'm a grown ass man. Take my lumps. This is what I did. So, this is what I gotta do. But you know, a lot of people are different. You guys know how it is in there. Every, everybody's different. Right. It's, it's, you see a lot of. But I used to talk to a lot of dudes in there and give classes and tell them, man, if you don't want to be a, a victim of of the cops or any, or any, get your act right, man. Don't blame nobody. It's your fault. You're in here. They didn't give the snitch. Snitching you, you did it yourself for trusting the snitch or trusting your homeboy, whatever the case may be. So it, in this day and age with the, the cops, they've been they've been shooting a lot of people. Are you it's saying it is so you even as a cop are saying that this is like it's, it's, it's wild, like it's, for anything? Um, are they, they are they do they need more training? Do they need more exposure? They need more training on and dealing with people, because not everybody's a threat. But there's people that are a threat that you have to deal with. Sometimes you gotta escalate to that level, but uh, I think a lot of times things can be resolved different. But it, it's individual, individual human being in the uniform. A lot of them need different type of training. They don't have the people skills either. They don't, and I think a lot of it has to do with fear. And with your experience, what do you feel that that the department needs to do as far as mental health? They gotta stop ignoring it. Pretend it doesn't exist. Every cop. Starts pretty fresh, but you know they come home. With, they come to the department with their own upbringing issue. We don't know what they really have before they became cops, but it builds up more when you start uh, seeing the 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 the, the crimes, the murders. It starts numbing you, or some traumas that you see might make you hateful, scared. Different traumas affect you different ways, 
but they, they learn how to self-medicate. So the cops ain't getting help. And they don't want to talk about it because if they do, they're going to probably be taking their guns away from them. Their job is online, so they don't want to get lose their job. So they're not going to talk about it, even if they have all those issues going on inside them. And, and that's, that's what you fact. say you advocate for, right? That's what I advocate for because I believe that the cops could, they need help, but they're not going to talk about it because they don't want to lose their job. They really don't want to lose their job. So even if they all have trauma, let's just say 80% of the cops are walking on with some type of unresolved issue from a, from a child death they saw or a shooting or anything. They just say that's true. Not one is going to talk about it. Maybe one out of a hundred is going to talk some one of their friends. Oh man, I'm struggling with it. But they really, they don't talk about yeah. it. So the they don't want to talk about it. The stigma's one, the fear of losing your job, the fear of being labeled, and the fear of being a liability. Those how, are all real. How so was it not for you getting it. out? How was it for you able to like what what type of jobs did you try to get? How was that like with that with you, that record? You know, it's like nobody was would a, wanna... was, a, was a, for me it was crazy because you know technology was evolved big time. Yeah, but also. I didn't have, I knew, had a new identity. I had a, this new identity of a, I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a violent guy. I'm, I'm not this guy no more. I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm representing God now. How do I represent God without being fake or without overdoing? Because I don't, I don't want to push that on nobody. I just want to be me so I could, so I could not go backwards. I want to stay out. I want to stay out of prison. So now I want to get. I wanted. I thought I was gonna go out and, and build a, a ministry, right? right. With like the, the cop ministry. And that was a, your goal coming out. Yeah, and, a, and a, within and, the force. Well, that within the force, I thought I'm gonna go back to them and talk to them about about PTSD or mental health, but also build a a, a program for people that are getting out of prison. And uh, because I saw the halfway house, they they jack you up more. They want you to go back the, the halfway, halfway house. house. Yeah. So then the other one was <laughs> I want to build a prevention house. intervention program for gangsta for kids. Did you go to the federal halfway house? Yeah, I did. Was it with Geo or who? That no, that was in Rubidoux in Riverside. I was living oh, the in, in, house? in Ontario first. Yeah, mm. it was a it was a fake ass house. They had some bad programs. So in my head, I thought I'm gonna build some program when I get out, some gang program, prevention, intervention stuff, and my cop stuff. So I had a bunch of ideas, and I started making phone calls, reaching out to people that had programs. But I'm saying, hey, I want to. I have background. I study a lot in. I I study a lot in the shoe. It's hard, huh? I study a lot. Dude. Once you got out here, it's hard trying to trying to get your your foot in the door with. Well, because you're still like shell shock. You know what I mean? You're, just, you're still going back to like, damn, like, all this stuff I've been through. And little by little, I gotta like transition. And I didn't transition well right away because I ended up marrying somebody that we be, we just became enemies, and I ended up divorcing her. But she waited for me nine years, so I thought. Oh, you were with her inside? Yeah. yeah. Well, she was someone I knew before I went to prison when I was a cop. Oh, okay. And when she reached out to me, you know, I was in there. I was already in like eight years, and she ended up waiting for the nine years I had left. So I thought we were going to be good. It turned out to be a war zone because she became more like a CO warden, uh, probation officer on me, like like I'm <laughs> like too controlling that I couldn't take it. And and it was just getting ugly. So And both Christians thinking we're, we're going to be good, God, it was out the window. And I said, I can't be here. And once I got kicked out of the house, I then went back and got divorced. But then I started transitioning after that. Because I still wasn't transitioning with her because it was more like she was just trying to get me to, to mess up. She was triggering me, trying to trigger me. I got to the, to the point where I said, it's not even me, it's her problem. I'm not going to let her trigger me no more. And I just started having this peace. But I knew that being around her, it wasn't good. So, he was describing to us about getting out, trying to get jobs, and uh, trying to get as your own church or ministry. ministry. Uh, my own mental health uh, counseling ministry that's going to be meshed with martial arts because 
fitness, boxing, kickboxing, any form of art that's going to help you at least release some stress or, or therapeutical stuff, I, I believe it's, it's helpful, but it's, a, it's a, like a tool that I use to attract individuals <laughs> to get them to the deeper help, like the, the healing of the trauma, the anger internal, work, issue, yeah. internal work that they don't really want to talk about. Um, we, that's how we start. That's how the approach I take. And so I'm building a program like that. And I'm, I'm at the gym where I train. It's a elite pro boxing. And the guy there, the owner, Steve, he lets me uh, pretty much run my own program there. I work with people on the fitness level. And then also, if they need help, you'll get Are them you on one-on-one. -on -one. personal trainer? or oh, personal trainer. I do one-on-ones. I do group certified? training. Certified? Certified. Yeah, certified. I got my, my background in, uh, well, Fitness, boxing, kickboxing. I got my experience in all that. I got black person have killed. And are you involved with a nonprofit? Is, do you have not yet. Idea? Not right now. I'm, I'm building my own. I want to build my own nonprofit where I can put yeah. together my own programs where it's going to be able to uh, get the right people to help me out. I but, seen the videos of you like boxing with the kids, like yeah, training, training kids. kids yeah. What's up with that? That was cool. I like that. A lot of and what, a lot of the parents want me to train their kids for one on one, or because they want them to get some good discipline, or yeah. in shape, or get them ready for like amateur fighting. So okay. Everybody is different. Everybody has a different uh, goal of what they want with their kids. And if the kid wants it, they like it, I I'm there for them. You know, or even adults, moms, people that want to lose weight or just uh, release some stress, they'll call me and they want uh, two, two classes a, a week just to release some stress after work. Right. And, hey, I, I got you. Do you do that Monday through Friday? I do Monday through Saturdays. Okay. <laughs> I stay busy. So it's where, good. where do you describe your life? Where are you in your life right now today? I'm in the... Like in the in the place where I feel things are developing to the point where I'm going to finally have a, a plateau where I can actually promote the ministry that I have to to expose the tools that are out there for people that have addictions, mental health. I mean, yeah, it's been talked about a lot now, but I'm, I'm there's not a not total a heavy duty effective program. There's there's not. I worked for this one program, San Diego, with 20 patients, uh, drug program, mental health program, and a lot of them complain that the the psychologist gives them pills. And I said, well, the yeah. right, to me, personally, me, I said, what I've been through, because I had PTSD, I had a lot of messed up issues that wasn't going to get cleared up by any pill, by any talking to somebody, but uh, I need some deep uh, supernatural power from, from God. And to me, learning how to forgive people, teaching them the right tools to start peeling layer after layer, going to the root of your problems. You're a 30-year-old person that's got a lot of triggers, and when you're five years old, you probably got beat up, molested. Something happened to that person. I deal with the rudest stuff, that the, the stuff they've been running from or, or hiding, or you know trying to trying to um, avoid. So we that's how I, I hit it with that approach. And I've seen I a lot agree. of people get healed and recovered. But I do prayer with them. I do prayers. I do a lot of stuff. I, I take the scripture. I read the Bible with them. There's a lot of stuff that people don't understand. There's a lot of when I was a cop, I understood the power, authority. I understood that. But when I started reading the Bible, my faith started getting in the, the truth about God, Jesus. I started seeing stuff that. I never thought, imagine, or because I, I became an atheist be, when I was a cop. I really did. I was like, I didn't believe in a God no more. I said, man, there's no God. I'm, I'm, I'm God. This is my God. My 45, I handle business. Either he's there or he's, not, or he's too busy. Well, everything I see, it, it's, there's no God. So when I started experiencing the real hand of God in my life, I realized there's a real divine power that can transform a man like me or, or a crazy guy from the end. Some guy that I know from a deep background that was vicious, that nothing can change him. He got hit by the power of God. I seen it in prison. So I mean, that's that's how I operate now. Let's go. I mean, that's like a. It makes me feel good. That's like a peaceful end to like so much chaos. Like, 
Lot. Like when I hear your story, like I remember I there for so many years I was operating out of just straight desperation, just just clinging, just trying to make it past the moment. So, yeah. man, I had peace in prison. I had a lot of, I walked yeah, my a lot of people look at that. me. I, same here, smiling, yeah. dude. So they even want to work out in my group. They'll come to me to work out, and they just want to know why I'm always smiling. And they found out, and they were, they were they're my buddies still right now. They're out they're out and doing good, and they they, they just we became good buddies in there because. They didn't understand why I got, got a, I'm, I'm, I'm free in here. Have peace. When I was out, I had everything that people want: money, house, family, everything. But and in career, gyms. I had gyms, not just one. I was building my own gym with the, with the Gracies and other people. And I didn't have no peace. I was angry. I was still bitter. I still hated the whole wide world. I hated everybody. I just didn't want to be around people. I was antisocial. I wanted to put bullets in people. I didn't care. It didn't matter. So I was, I was out of control. What good is it to gain the world? Yeah. Just to lose yourself in the process. Yep. You know? Reality, people don't want to understand that sometimes you're chasing stuff that now you're going to make you happy. Yeah. You're chasing the wrong stuff. You're thinking that money is going to make you happy or the position. It's good to have the money. You need the money for everything in your life, but it can't be running your life or this can't be running your life. The, everything that you think is going to make you happy is not. Yeah. And man, Ruben, like, we thank you for coming, man. I, 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 this is like a, I'll never forget. Like, this is a, one, of them, one of the moments, like, after so many years, like, all this life under our belt, yeah. like, at the end of, wow, like, just countless decades and decades in prison and street wars, like, that we've been through on, on both sides, like, at the end to sit back and reflect, like, with wisdom and, right. and hindsight, and, like, from a place of peace. Wow, man. Doing this, the right this thing is now. a great moment. How can people uh, reach you? Can they um, Instagram, Facebook? I'm on, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, Palomares8833. What Facebook, else? Uh, Instagram. Facebook, yeah. Facebook. I'm we'll on, put a link there for yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we thank you, so, man. We thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Uh, all right. He want me to close out. <laughs> so Give us one of those dynamic, uh, you know, Game-winning shots, 50-yard throws. Game-winning shot. So, insight. If you go to the parole board, one of the biggest things that you have to have is insight. Remorse. When you go to the parole board, second biggest thing you have to have is remorse. The ability to be accountable for your actions. You can't go in there and half-step. You have to be wholeheartedly in it. But for people who don't have to go to the parole board... What is that? That is what he's done. He full-fledged, like, all right, I did it. This is what's going on. And you, I mean, the man that did more gangster stuff than a lot of gangsters I know. Yeah. If you want to get down into that 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 aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I done ran into a lot of people that I'm told. And, he, you know, he ain't told. So, you know, he, he is, and it's, 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 it's a blessing to have this type of insight. And then the people that are in law enforcement, who may be going through the same thing, they can see it. And then the people who are misguided about understanding what's going on in that world, they don't know how nasty it gets. They don't know how wild it gets. They don't know about those dark nights. Right. They, don't, they don't know yeah. what it's like to be, you know, a person who has the gangster the gangsters. Right. You know, how can you be a person and be nice when you're dealing with society's alleged worse in right. one boiling pot called, you know, Los Angeles? 
we ain't leaving out the valley because you know, it's my boy over there. <laughs> but you know, we appreciate you coming through. We appreciate you speaking your peace. I appreciate it. You know, stay focused, continue your journey, and don't let nothing persuade you back to that 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 dark side. You know, that's that's a no go. No go for me. Brian said a long time ago when we were in prison, he said, if I make one mistake today, it can cost me and send me back to what year? Ninety. One mistake can set you back all the way to 94, and the clock yeah. starts all the way over. So, you know, you don't want to start yeah, that. you got to move forward and keep moving forward. And stop uh, stop believing everything you see in movies. Yeah. Alonzo ain't real. <laughs> Jay ain't real. <laughs> they wasn't in the jungles like that. It was, yeah. All right. This is the Strangers Fruit Podcast. <laughs> We're going to catch y'all later. And y'all stay tuned because we'll try to get some more pictures of Puppy August over here. Yeah. All right. Holla, <laughs> man. One.